This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 110 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are headed back to the asylum for what looks to be a fairly loaded card. AJ Styles tonight, the NWA TNA X Division champion, is wrestling not once, but twice against rivals Michael Sheen and Kazarian both of which are non-title matches with Shane and Kazarian looking to earn a title shot. But aside from that, there are two other highly profile matches that uh, are highlighting the show, which include a guitar on a pole 10-man tag. Because, by God, we love pole matches if Vince Russo is doing the creative the NWA champion, Jeff Jarrett, teaming up with Ken Shamrock and the Elite Guard, which is Chad Collier, Hernandez, and Onyx, taking on Three Life Crew, BG James, Conan, Ron Killings, Dusty Rhodes, and living legend Larry Sabisco. But then there's also a match, I think, that we're both, probably out of everything, the most intrigued by. And, mm-hmm. of course, it's one of our favorite stipulations that we seemingly can't go six weeks without. It's a ladder match tonight. It's a non-title ladder match when the NWA TNA tag team champions, the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, will be wrestling America's Most Wanted with the grand prize being the jackets that the Naturals stole from AMW. So AMW's got to climb ladder, get the jackets, and they'll I guess they will then get a title shot. And there's some other stuff here as well that we'll get into. But I ask you, Dallas... Is this maybe on paper one of the more exciting weekly pay-per-views that we've had in probably a couple, maybe like a month and a half? I was going to say, that's a good point, because this is definitely one of the more exciting pay-per-views. I feel like if this show can let us down, I'm going to be kind of surprised. And recently, most of them we have been let down by. Um, And I I also don't know if there's been like mind-blowing shit on most of those anyways. But this one has, like, a bunch of stuff. I think that 10-man guitar on a pole match is going to be fucking insane. Like, I just can't... How are you going to stop 10 people from climbing one pole to get a guitar? Like, it's just going to be chaos. Which, hopefully, fun chaos. I think it's going to be absolutely horrible. Well... That match. I think, quality-wise, it probably will be, but... I feel like that's a match that we're going to watch it and be like... If we were in the asylum, that would probably be actually kind of fun. But watching it on screen, I don't uh, know. I just feel like there's gonna be they're gonna be everywhere, like brawling all over the asylum. I feel like it's gonna be nuts. If I if we see four guys on each apron with one guy from each team in uh, the ring doing drop toe holds and takedowns, uh, 
That will be a pet peeve because oh. a guitar on a pole. I feel like you're, I feel like what you're saying should happen. They should all be around ringside in the crowd. It gets me really nervous because that's a really good <laughs> point. If it is like that, Clarence Davisco would... with a spinning toe hold on Onyx. Oh boy, this is insane. A dream match I never thought I wanted. Right. So uh, I could see that being a little frustrating. Like that. That would be frustrating. Right. It's like elimination matches when they break up the cover. Dude. <laughs> why are we doing that? You want I watched, the other guys? I out. watched one of those the other, like I think yesterday, and I was like, "Why are they?" It was like ECW show actually, and they were I don't like, understand. Yeah, an elimination match. Why are you breaking up the cover? It literally, it literally makes no sense. But yeah. listen, even if that match sucks, two AJ Styles matches with two other good competitors, and then that ladder match should hold the show uh, together pretty well. And actually, we do know about the eight man tag team match with um. Saban and Saban Red and Triple X taking on Team Canada, and I feel like that's going to be a banger. I feel like there's going to be some really good spots in that match. That as well. should be really good. And I didn't mention that one just because I was running out of breath. And then there was only two other matches that I didn't mention, so I was just trying to. Uh... Right, we might not know the other one, so we'll hold off on that one for now. But I don't remember. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm kind of excited about it. And uh, on our last episode, we we just covered Impact. Which has arguably have been significantly better, at least match quality wise, uh, to these pay per views as of late. Sure. And uh, I've been loving them. Man, I love watching Impact. And uh, it was another good show. It's just simple. It's simple. Just ever since it ever since Impact has started, Impact has been consistently good, and I think that's taking away a little bit from the weekly pay per view. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> Um, I think the most interesting thing, well, there's there's two. Okay, well, I think there's two interesting things that kind of came out of Impact, and we know that one is that Goldilocks has essentially bought Baby Bear, Alex Shelley. That's her X Division guy that we were uh, being teased with, and he was teaming with Abyss, which is interesting. Yeah. So I, I feel so. It, it looks like she's kind of obsessed with Alex Shelley. Already, and he's like, they she just got him, <clears throat> right? And I was wondering, you know, could it be a romantic type of obsessed, which would then make kind of make him a, like a gigolo, yeah, yeah, potentially. Or, which I don't know if that is his gimmick. Is it I, that he's a gigolo? Is know. it a shot at, at uh, Buff Bagwell because Buff Bagwell would eventually become a gigolo? I don't know, yeah, he definitely would. Um, yeah, it's um. It's really interesting. I'm curious where it's going to go. We did see a little bit of Abyss's jealous rage. Well, he didn't really rage, but he was certainly jealous. But you'd seen it in his eyes. Well, yeah, he was annoyed that she was celebrating with, with Alex Shelley. Yeah, post-match. So, um, And then also, in the opening match, Triple X defeated the tag team champions. Which is important to remember. Very important. And uh, that, was a, that was, of course, a non-title match. So, Triple X is, uh, they gotta be coming up uh, next for a title shot after we kind of get through this America's Most Wanted thing. I think either way, they're gonna be coming up for that. Um, also on the show, Kazarian and Michael Shane, they're, they're a new team, a new unit together, which uh, I've been enjoying already. Uh, they defeated yeah. D-Ray 3000 and Sharkboy. And then that team of Abyss and Alex Shelley defeated Jarrell Clark and Mikey Batts. 
Then we had the Elite Guard defeating Three Life Crew, which was shocking. I mean, another, like, whoa. Like, that was an upset and, victory. And that was even with assistance from Jeff Jarrett that we were still surprised. Exactly. Uh, and then in the main event, Petey Williams defeated Styles and Chris Sabin in a non-title match, which is also huge for Petey yes. Williams. I mean, we're setting up people in teams and everything in line for title matches, and we already got we are currently in other programs. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good forward thinking. All right, and now Petey Williams did pin Saban in that match. I think it's important to know. However, Styles, of course, was involved, so it's it's all pretty. Uh, well, well done at this point, I think. I mean, even if you don't directly pin the champion in a multi-man match, you still technically beat him. Absolutely. So, sure, he beat Saban, but I think that's still a pretty big win. I and think then so Saban's well. a successful wrestler anyway. So. And a former champion, former Super X right. Cup uh, tournament winner. I mean, he's certainly not uh, just a jabroni. <laughs> Chris right. Saban's a, a, uh, one of the favorites in the X Division for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, I, that, I think uh, I think that kind of brings us up to up to speed here of where we were. I don't have a ton of stuff to go over before we end the show. We got a couple things to touch on about last week's show here from Dave Meltzer. Um, some interesting notes and all that kind of stuff, and then we will uh, get into this pay per view, which I of course cannot wait for. Hell yeah, dude! That is right. Okay, so. Now, also on Impact, we saw NASCAR driver, or NAS, sorry, an announcer, NASCAR announcer, Jeff Hammond, who's also uh, involved in the show. Well, he's also a driver. Is he also a driver? Okay. Yeah, he's not just an announcer. Okay. Well, Dave has him as an announcer, and um, I uh, I don't watch that, so I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so Dave notes here that after all of the buildup, there was zero reaction in Orlando, when uh, Jeff Hammond came out. Uh, so he, he notes that he's a huge name in NASCAR and has been in a lot of TV commercials, including a national ad with a big show for Stacker 2 that ran a few years ago. Which, holy shit, do I remember all the Stacker 2 ads they used to do. I, I remember that. I remember Stacker 2, the Chef Boyardee. Dude, yeah. Um, the yeah. stacker too like i feel like i always remember seeing and being like i don't know what that is like it like okay, being a kid i'm like i don't i don't get isn't it. it isn't a supplement i think it is a supplement yeah but it was like it always confused me i was like i don't get what the, and there's so many commercials of it at the time oh yeah there was a bunch All right uh dave notes that he doesn't think there's nearly as great a nascar pro wrestling fan tie-in as a lot of wrestling people think uh, and Hammond's role here is to do one feature segment, uh, the first being on the six-sided ring. So he kind of did like a vid video of him talking about the six-sided ring, which I kind of felt felt a little awkward. But uh, And then he also was there to commentate on the main event. Uh, he wasn't lost, but he wasn't ready to commentate either. Uh, he did end up staying out of the way, and it didn't hurt. Uh, and the idea here is that his name and stature will give the show credibility. Whether, it, whether it'll help... Dave says he doesn't know, but he didn't try and play the like, star, and he respected Mike Tanay and Don West enough to understand that this was their field, and he was just learning it. Now, having said that, Dave says that he believes it's a plus for the co company. Hammond being involved gives the show credibility on the station, and the company needs any mainstream tie-ins it can get. The real game 
they are in today is not necessarily attracting new wrestling fans right now, although in the long run, that is their make or break. But staying alive and getting TV on sponsorship upgrades, uh, it's more important right now for them to spend money and look at the part, look the part, than actually being a thriving wrestling company. Okay, how in the world would Jeff Hammond give the show credibility? I think it's because, this is my guess, that they're on this uh, sports station, so you have an actual, like, sports guy on the show where you're kind of presenting your show as more of a uh, sport-like product in presentation with, like, our countdown and, like, together. I feel like that's kind of what it's getting at. Okay. Um, but as a sports fan, if I tune into impact and there's a NASCAR guy giving his analysis, I am not sitting there and saying, this guy knows what he's talking about. Well, and as he's a NASCAR driver, not a wrestler NASCAR. Now now as a non-sports fan, I also do not give a fuck if an athlete is on the show. Right. It's just, and like I I hate it. like it's just the truth. I just don't care. I mean, right? So like Dennis Rodman was on Impact. Well, not the last one, right? Was it the one before that? No, one before that. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Okay. So, like when he's on that show as a sports fan, I'm not. And this even really goes back to Nitro. I'm not like, oh hell yeah, dude, Dennis Rodman's on the show. I'm not tuning in necessarily for Dennis Rodman. I've never understood the obsession with professional wrestling companies to bring in athletes to think that they are going to be a major reason why people tune in. If people aren't tuning in to your product, then your product just sucks. Yeah. It, and it's just weird because I also, even if I did watch like any sport, right? And I just don't. But if I did, I don't know if I, like, care enough to see a single player or someone like that on, like, a show. Like, I'm watching it for, like, the team. And, like, I want to, you know you know what I mean? I don't know if I, like, care enough to see. And, like, until you have someone who's like a Dennis Rodman who kind of broke, he's, like, broke the barrier of, like, I'm just, like, a sports guy. Like, he's, like, a true, like, a celebrity. Right. Would I would I want to see Hulk Hogan playing for the New York Mets? Probably not. No. Because like he's or, not. Or, okay. That's an interesting. See, I feel like wrestling fans are kind of weird, and it kind of is like a little different. But like, yeah, let's say it was like, okay, Hulk Hogan is going to be on commentary during the Mets game. See, I do okay. think that wrestling fans might actually tune in, but. At the same time, it's like, do I, do I, do I care? I don't, they, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't turn it on, even though I'm not a sports fan. So that wouldn't, in turn, it wouldn't make a non-sports fan watch the game to hear a wrestler speak. And I feel like that's kind of what they're aiming at, but the reverse, right? I think that if an athlete was on commentary, like you're mentioning, that the only way, only reason people are tuning in to listen to him is to see if it's a train wreck. They're not going in there to be like, oh, Hulk Hogan has an expertise about this pitcher throwing a slider or a curveball or a fastball. He doesn't oh know God. any of that. 
So like Jeff Hammond coming in and like, oh dude, Jeff Hammond, the NASCAR guy, he's an expert about hammerlocks. Can't wait to hear him talk about how that hurts. About hammerlocks. Like that's not at all what's gonna happen. I want you know what I want BG James to commentate a NASCAR race. Because well, like there you go. That's the same idea. I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, I'm curious as we keep going, um, if he gets more involved, if it does end up helping, or what what he's gonna do. I didn't think his like six sided ring video was like bad, but it just felt weird. Well, and it was also. I think it's also important to note that that video was done and there was no crowd in the ring, like or in the. Yeah, but I think that was to like make it look like a cooler video because they had cool lights and stuff like I that. I think so. that if he did that with an audience, he would have bombed hard. Yes. Okay. So that's what you mean. Okay. Yes, yeah. I totally agree. Like he needed to do it with no one else there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because if he came out live in front of the yeah, that would have not been good. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, is what it is. Now, also, what was interesting is uh, after doing a promo on TV the week before about Johnny Fairplay challenging reality show stars. uh, Now, Dave says, I guess this is because of various situations involving Fairplay. He wasn't even flown in for either the pay-per-view or TV last week. And they never taped anything with him, nor mentioned his name all week. So we're continuing this drama now. It, it, it he has <laughs> major heat over the D Ray three thousand incident, which, <laughs> if you remember, we talked about that a few weeks ago, and essentially he was like ribbing people and was like, "Yeah, WWE's interested," and they were like, "Okay, sign D Ray three thousand for a year." There is just okay. There's a couple of things about that that just blows my <laughs> mind. Okay, is that TNA was just. In fear of D-Ray 3000. I know, I know. Signing with WWE. What the, What would WWE even do with you? I could never picture D-Ray 3000. Who knows, man? In WWE. Like, in his in the Cruiserweight division? What? I, I guess. I don't know. Like, what? I don't That's know, just blo- he, I have no idea. I feel like he would have been a guy that would have been in OVW the entire time. That he was signed to WWE. The fact that they panicked signed. Yeah, allegedly, right. I guess. I allegedly, well, that's true. Allegedly, yep. Allegedly, this panic signed D-Ray because of Johnny Fairplay is hysterical. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, and he goes on to say that even his few supporters that thought he meant something mainstream have changed their minds. And while this can change since they signed him to a good contract, I think the idea of him wrestling reality stars is dead again. So they did this whole promo on Impact that he wants to challenge all people, but now it is potentially not even happening still. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I'm surprised. Well, yeah, me either, but... Because I bet you know what? It probably would have been hard to even find someone anyway. To find reality stars to do it. Right. That are noteworthy. Exactly. Which we discussed a lot of, of like... Who could they even do? But here's Paul from Big Brother. He was eliminated 12 out of 13, and now he's on the show to <laughs> fight Johnny Fairplay. Like, no, I told you they got to get people who were eliminated in like first episodes, so that it's like truly like no one knows who they even are because they're like the limited in first episode. 
Right. I would even say get like alternates. <laughs> Here's Jim from The Bachelorette. Uh, he was an alternate, never made it to the show, but he is uh, here to fight Johnny Fairplay. I still like the idea of potential, like bringing like maybe tough enough people in because, like, I feel like it's uh, tough least... enough would make sense because they are trained to an extent. To an extent, and people might be a l- wrestling fans might be a little bit more familiar with them. Now, of course, we've seen. Oh God, what's his name? Remind me, Bob. We saw someone from Tough Enough. Jonah. Jonah. Uh, which you know didn't really work. <laughs> but but I think so in that case that would have been a good thing to do with fair play here for example sure so I don't know we'll see what happens with that um okay so he's got a couple more things about um the show so he kind of does a breakdown we'll get to in a second and then I kind of teased this on our last impact episode and uh let's get right into it uh, one of the funniest stories is the head in is the head behind the scenes involving Dusty Rhodes and Larry Zabisco. So there's a little bit of drama going on with these two. Oh, because you said something between them about, about that the segment, promo, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to pay attention to that segment a lot. So he has a whole thing about, about this situation here. So Rhodes made it clear to everyone that he didn't want to be linked with Zabisco as he considers himself a real legend and Zabisco is not on his level which in their primes as draws was the case, but that's almost 20 years ago, and modern fans wouldn't know that. Uh, Rhodes actually told Zabisco that he was the level of star as Jarrett, which uh, Dave notes that he's actually a bigger star than Jarrett even today, and that Zabisco is the level of Glenn Gilberti, which I guess is the biggest insult possible nowadays. Um. Yeah. Uh, after all of that complaining on the July 8th Orlando show, which, of course, is we saw them the 9th. It's when it's taped the day before uh, they sent out. They were sent out together to do a promo. So Zabisco went first. Uh, he did a strong promo. Lynn Rhodes, who is the better rep for promos, really both were excellent promos in their day. Dave notes, but uh, did uh, did not do as good a promo, although it wasn't bad. Now, a few fans, while Dusty was doing the promo, chanted, Larry, Larry, and just kept mm-hmm. chanting for him uh, in the background. And you could see Zabisco egging them on while Rhodes was talking. Rhodes stopped mid-sentence, turned around as the fans were chanting, and gave Zabisco the, that look before continuing on. Uh, but I hope they don't now try to make this into an angle, because as good as the promos would be, the two wrestling each other would be tough. When they got to the back, Jerry Jarrett went to Zabisco and told him he did a great promo and made no bones about Rhodes not doing one. Uh, Considering Rhodes was supposed to talk about Jeff Hardy in his promo and ended up forgetting or simply not even bringing up his name. When the promo was over, my only feeling, or Dave's only feeling, I should say, uh, was it was a shame they are old. (laughs) Zabisco's only problem is that he looks old because he knows how to do a promo and makes you believe he can and will hurt you even now. But the face and body don't go with it. So yeah, there's some there's some tension going on, and Zabisco's egging on his fans, and Dusty wasn't really enjoying that during that promo last week. Oh, okay, so uh, I have I have a maybe controversial statement. Okay. 
and I might lose credibility, but this is more so a question. Could the argument be made <clears throat> simply from exposure and whatever that Glenn Gilberti Disco Inferno is a bigger name than Larry Sabisco? <laughs> so his mind. Okay, okay, but listen, I understand where you're coming from. There's a defense here for Sabisco because at the height of Nitro, Sabisco was on commentary. So people would know who he is. But as a commentator. But he did wrestle a couple times too, though. Oh, did he? On Realistically, I, I don't know if I knew that, but okay. Well, he wrestled at like Starcade, 97. Oh. Or 90, 97? Yeah, 97. So, Sabisco is probably the bigger name. Right. But I don't think it's that far ahead of modern fans than we may think. What if I told you that um, in my younger years... I didn't know who Larry Zabisco was until I saw him on, on TNA. And then then, I didn't know if I knew he was a wrestler. Well, but you know who Disco Inferno or Glenn Gilbert was? I'm pretty sure I knew who Disco Inferno was. Okay. So, it's a very small sample size because it's you. But right. There's probably others that are like that. My first... My first exposure to Larry Zabisco, this is really funny, and we're going to see this eventually here, is when he was kind of feuding with Raven. I fucking I knew that was when what you were going to say. Isn't that ridiculous? The hair versus hair thing? <laughs> yeah, dude. And Raven I had fuck, blue, blue hair. Yeah, I fucking knew it. Dude. I knew that you were going to say <laughs> It's true. It's, that's the I truth. I knew it. I just fucking knew it. Uh, that is, that, no, that does not surprise me. Uh, no, once again, though, I mean, I'm a, I was I was fairly young. So that being said, uh, now I know who Larry Zabisco is. Now I'm also going to go out on a limb here and say, have I ever seen a Larry Zabisco match that is an old man Larry Zabisco? Uh, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I want to. Not my well, style. I I mean, I remember when I was watching Nitro and stuff. Like I'm, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like. I knew who Sabisco was, but I'm, I think I just thought of him as a as an announcer. Like ninety like ninety seven nitros, like right. when I was like really paying attention. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the insult because it's Gilberti and everybody. Right. Part, I mean, like, it is a, that is a shitty insult <laughs> to be like, "Yo, fuck you, Gilberti. I'm Jarrett." Right. Right. Like, so, I mean, I, I get it, but I also think that if you kind of think about it, I'm not sure if, like, it's a proper insult. Because, I mean, Gilberti, again, he had a bunch of exposure. He was in the NWO, even if it was as a lackey, towards the end of that group's existence. So, yeah. I think we'd be surprised with how many people were to be like, hey, do you know who Disco Inferno is? And they'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree with that. Hot takes here on the TNA Crust Line podcast. I might lose all credibility on it, but again, I just to just to make sure you got to play devil's advocate a little bit, man. Just to make sure we understand here, Sabisco is a bigger name. He is more accomplished. I'm just saying that I think we would be very surprised with the amount of people that, in fact, yeah, know who yeah. Disco Inferno is. 
Um, okay, so let me let's get into Dave's breakdown of Impact quick, and then I got a few like small things right after that, and then we can get into this show. Okay. Um, well, and Explosion can't forget Explosion, of course. But uh, so the TV overall may have been the strongest they've done at pushing the next pay per view, which is a really fair point to mention. So uh, they've added more short interviews to get personalities over, which is the key in the long run. The wrestling was also strong. Dave says that his thought is that they need to, each week, focus on one act or personality with the idea of introducing them and making people care about them. Now, you can't get everyone over at once, although they are trying, because then nothing sticks when it's over. They built the pay-per-view main event for next week as the Elite Guard beat three life crew. We have crew crew the most overact to the Orlando audience. Finished off Conan, have Collier and the Half Crab when Jarrett hit Conan with the guitar. It ended up being three on or four on three until Zabisco and Rhodes uh, did the walk did a walk in. He didn't say running; they did a walk in. Uh, so, it, so then it leads to the match that we know is we already talked about that ten man match. Uh, there will be something, uh, pers- Jesus Christ, perversely entertaining, uh, but certainly not good about Shamrock versus Rhodes, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, Shamrock uh, brought several of his kids to Nashville, but didn't appear in Orlando. Uh, he said due to his family situation that the most uh, the most part, he can only work uh, one show per week. He's only in it for a few more weeks max. So I think it's really important to, to keep in mind here. Well, because then he's supposed to have uh, surgery. surgery. Right. Right. Uh, Zabisco is angling to do a singles program with him, but not sure they'll bite. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you heard Sabisco that. Sabisco is angling to do a singles program with Shamrock? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, isn't that funny? Um, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, two good matches on TV were the Naturals going 10-minute draw in a non-title match with Daniels in primetime. Uh, one of the new deals they have, is if it goes the time limit, a judge renders the decision, and Sabisco ruled Triple X as the winners in the first TV match that went the distance. Styles, Saban, and Williams had a hell of a main event, and it was Styles doing a running flip dive on Kazarian and Shane. Saban went after Scott Demore, and it allowed Williams to catch him with the Canadian Destroyer, which is probably the hottest new move in wrestling, and Dave is glad to see it used as a finisher on TV. Yeah, thank God. Thank God it's not a transition move. Yeah, and they would never become that. Uh, so that's kind of that part. Uh, so just a few more small things here. Uh, it's noted that nobody from Mexico was used this past week, uh, but Antonio Pena was scheduled for the July 15th Orlando taping, which means 50% that he'll actually be there. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, we, hope, we hope he'll show up. We hope he'll show up. Uh, due to all the injuries from his years in the ring, particularly shoulder problems, Jerry Lynn is actually doing a lot more backstage work, similar to Shane Douglas, working as an agent and helping lay out matches. So uh, Jerry Lynn is still involved with the company. He's just not um, working matches as often. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, it's noted, those last impact, we didn't have that. We had 750, I believe, again, instead of 850 in the studio. And apparently the weather was not the best again. So that is a little bit to blame. Just saying. Okay. Um, and then my final note before explosion is that there will be a meeting this week in Orlando regarding the NWA name. Now, 
TNA signed a 10-year deal, giving it the rights to control the NWA World Heavyweight title and Tag Team Championships, even though TNA is not an NWA member. TNA called the meeting with the NWA to talk about the contract. At this point, they have dropped all references to the NWA name, except as it pertains to the two titles. I don't know if I've even, I don't even know if I've noticed that. It, isn't that crazy to think about how like subtle it is that we're not even noticing that they kind of blown that off? I find that really interesting. But uh, no, I I agree. But I mean, I feel like it's the right thing to do because if you, I feel like if they were to focus on the NWA thing, it kind of would make them feel old. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You're focusing on like a dead brand, right? Well, we'll see what happens if we drop that name anytime soon. Um, okay, so explosion number eighty-seven, according to Cage Match, which was taped on July fourteenth, two thousand four, and it aired on July seventeenth. 2004, and it featured the following three matches. It saw Big Vito defeating J.C. Wolf, Monty Brown defeating Scott Fowler, and then in the main event, D-Ray 3000 and Sharkboy defeating Delirious and Sebastian. Well, all right, well, D-Ray gets a contract, now he's going over people. Oh, damn, that's pretty big shit. Watch out for the D-Ray X Division title push. That's right. Uh, Bob, that's all I got, man. I'm freaking ready for this pay-per-view. Wish it, wish it was Impact, but <laughs> I'm ready for this pay-per-view. Because as soon as we're done with this one, we only got a couple more. So <laughs> That's true. We are nearing the end of the uh, yeah. asylum years here. Yes, we Which are. Which I honestly can't wait because <laughs> I just want to say this when it's only impacts that be. Yeah. You, me, and probably our listeners both. I think we're I think we're all I think we're all ready. I think we get more out of the impact episodes. We're more engaged in well, the show. Well it's shorter. I mean, it's know, shorter, easier minutes. watch. We talk about exciting stuff, which I think after I think I truly believe that after the pay-per-views are done, there it might not be as like, um, it might not be as full, which is it's just fine. It's gonna be a little more bite size. Uh, that would be interesting to think. I'm that's a guess. I mean, I have no idea, but yeah, we won't have. We certainly aren't gonna have as much to talk about because we only have one show a week. Right. Right. So because yeah. we don't have explosions. So. Yeah, and really, I feel like when we were doing, obviously, just pay-per-views, um, I mean, we had a lot to talk about because of the last pay-per-view that was two hours long. If we're only covering 45-minute shows, there ain't as much to talk about. No, that's right. Yeah. But, hey, we'll see. We'll find out. You guys are going to keep listening and find out. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. It's July 14th, 2004, NWA 18, a weekly pay-per-view. The runtime for this is approximately one hour, 53 minutes, and 29 seconds. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there is, like we said, there are several matches here that we are kind of looking forward to. If you want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus or find it in your own personal collection. That should work as well. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that is when you're going to want to hit the play button or 
if you're working or if you're in the car, that's when you're just going to enjoy us trying to enjoy this show and make sense of everything that's going on. Are we going to get a Shamrock Sabisco showdown? We can dream. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Little highlight video here. Monty Brown, right at the beginning. Well, that's right. I forgot about this. We had a little bit of a confrontation on last pay-per-view with Monty Brown and the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. You may be the King of the Mountain. I mean, if that's not a tease to a potential singles match, I don't know what is. Look at, look at him smelling D'Lo, and then, of course, D'Lo got fucking pounced through a table. <laughs> See a flashback to the gauntlet for the gold. But he just recently uh, did a gauntlet for the gold. Oh, God, it's wicked old news at this point, because um, even at this point, Slammiversary just happened by the time this episode airs. But um, <laughs> they did a gauntlet for the gold on Impact. <laughs> they did? They did, to determine the number one contender for Slammiversary. That ended up being Eric Young. Uh, he's facing off against Josh Alexander. Slammiversary, and uh, as we know, Josh Alexander, of course, won that match. We definitely know. Right. They're also doing it. They, also, sorry, they also did. They also did uh, a Queen of the Mountain match, the first time ever in Slammiversary. Uh-huh. They also brought Ultimate X in. And, you know, I didn't go to the show because I'm stupid. It's a so. natural. Yeah. Showing Ken natural. Shamrock going berserk. I, uh, what was, oh, was the Gauntlet for the Golds and was that a 20 man? Um, you know what? I cannot remember off the top of my head. I'll look it up because we're we're just seeing highlight package here. I cannot remember if it was uh, a 20 man or not. I feel like if you're going to do a gauntlet for the gold, it's got to be 20 man. Well, because remember on the show, we're seeing the highlights from here. They did like, was it eight? It was eight. And like, that was kind of lame. I almost want to say. Shamrock turning on Ron Killings. Just devastation. I almost want to say it might have been. But I'm going to look it up just to be sure. The problem is I also don't remember exactly which show it was. Because what's the... Because they tape it so weird. It doesn't help me. This is a lengthy video back. Dude, this is long. Now we're getting AJ uh, Kazarian and Michael Sheen run down, I guess. Okay. Fill time. I found it. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. That's right, baby. There you go. A true villain for the gold. I feel like if Eric Young won that, I feel like people would shit on that. I actually do believe online a lot of people are really upset about it. I don't, I mean, to an extent I kind of, I could understand that, but I think he's fine. I think oh, he's wait. a challenger. Are we going, is this, this isn't a highlight. This is live, this is a live. We're live, so Vito, Big Vito is yelling at Swinger and Gilberti. Oh, I can't really hear what he's yelling, but. You understand, you shut your mouth. 
I want you to start acting like an Italian. He just yelled to go, Birdie. <laughs> Gilberti blaming David, David Young for this. And Vito goes, who is David Young? And here he comes. Did you just say you haven't won a match in a few years? Two years. Did I ask you to join this meeting? You ain't Italian. You ain't part of us. You ain't part of my crew. It's going to be easier to find Jimmy Hoffa than it is to find you. Okay. Vito is sweating profusely. Dude. Now, mind you, he did just wrestle in an explosion, so who knows if he literally just put a suit on and he sweat from his match. And didn't That's a good point. He could have. Wow, okay. And now here's an intro. Now, Bob, I don't know if you saw this. Also old news by the time this podcast airs. They did this intro in like on the new episode of Impact. Oh, I saw that because it was the 20, 20 yeah. year anniversary. Dude, I pooped my pants. Like it was like crazy. I was I like, thought it was I thought it was fake. Done. I thought you know? a fan made it. So did I. But it was real. And um, in the beginning, they still left that TNA logo with like lollipop dancing. And I was like, oh shit. They did? Yeah. Oh, hey, we God. actually just, um, we just, I saw a tweet. From someone we uh, got a follow. Well, we followed him and he followed us back. One of those Sabanites in the audience there that holds up those Chris Saban signs. No way. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what's the attendance for this, Dallas? I'm going to say 900. Oh, that's, thank you for reminding me. I was going to ask you. We are actually at 1,200. Wow. All right. Well, people are probably like, listen, man, if there is a Shamrock Sabisco showdown, I got to be there. We haven't been under 1,200 since. Let me see, man. It's kind of been a while. Okay. we The last time we were under 1,200, we were at 1,000 on June 2nd. Besides that, we've been 1,200 and up. Wow. Uh there's one indie note for this match as uh, AJ Styles is making his way out. And that is AJ Styles back on July 10th defeated Rocky Ramiro uh, for PWG, the reason for the season. Wow. In Los Angeles, California. Who out of the two, who out of Michael Shane and Kazarian is going to become the number one contender? Okay, so uh, real, real quick, I'm going to point out, AJ Styles has a shiner underneath his he eye. He sure does. Um, I wonder if that's from his the match on Impact or if it's from that match with Romero you just mentioned. It looks fresh enough. It's probably from the match with Rocky uh, Romero. That... Um, okay, so I'm kind of split on this because I feel like Kazarian might be the more obvious choice. And I say that because... Styles and him kind of have more of a history. They fought before, uh, even for the NWA title. So I almost feel like that's like the obvious choice, but I kind of want it to be Michael Shane. I feel like if you start off with Michael Shane, that that's pretty much telling you that he'll beat he'll beat Michael Shane because Darian will become number one contender. Um, I think that's fair. And now remind you to to remind everyone they're also trying to like get AJ Styles out of the X division. This isn't even just to get the title; they want him gone. Right, they want him back in the heavyweight division. Yeah, like we're just of, out of the we're just out of the company. Yeah, they just don't want him taking over the X division. And we actually had 
on on the pay-per-view last week we had a segment where like you jerry lynn came out and it was a whole like x division thing which was i thought was good but it was also really weird because we never get that kind of stuff oh styles gets tossed to the floor and he grabs a foot of michael shane pulls him out been doing lots of punches here. Michael Shane got a drop kicked a minute ago. He was begging off. Now we're just slapping him, giving him some chops ringside. Whips Michael Shane against the guardrail. Right at the north side there. There's north and east right there, right there. Right there, northeast. Even though technically, wouldn't that be northeast since the other side is probably, or is that both the corner, both east? Oh, my the God. Hell, oh, hell. my God. Styles just grabbed Tracy around the throat. The and then, TNA yeah. Francine. Yes. Who you can see uh, she has a sheer belly showing. Like her belly, part of her shirt is sheer. Uh, if she we were on impact, she'd have a button-up white shirt on where you couldn't see that. Absolutely. Back into the ring. Michael Shane was just delivering some chops. Rudy Charles is our referee in this match. Get him, AJ. Farm, farm, knee lifts by Michael Sheen. Oh, off the rope, comes back, up and over. Michael Sheen is behind Styles, and Styles swapped it. Standing switch. Couple back elbows to the head of Styles. Michael Sheen off the ropes, comes back. Oh, leapfrog by Styles. Catches him from behind. German suplex. Styles lands on his feet. Comes back. Drops all. That is just phenomenal. I kind of want to look up to see if Rocky Romero did, in fact, give him a black eye. Dude, he had to have. You know what? I think I'm going to do it. I do have, I have the High Spots Network. Shows on there. I could just find the match real quick and see if he comes out with a black eye. And then if he doesn't, then we know that within the four days that the show happened, that it could have been from landscaping. That's a good point. I'm gonna find live live be, research, guys. All right. That's what we do here. We do live research, get you guys the answers that you want as they happen. We're both down right now. Oh, little Alabama slam right there. Styles down. Michael Shane getting cheered on by Tracy. He comes back. Big clothesline. Running clothesline to uh, Styles by Michael Shane there. I love these panning shots they do of this excited ring. Like they do in Orlando. Really nice. Oh, chops AJ Styles in the corner here. Whips him into the other corner, back first. Nice and hard. He's getting booed. The crowd is not behind Michael Shane here. As he beats down on our X Division champion more. If you guys are following along, we're at 11 minutes, 33 seconds into the show so far. 
backbreaker to Styles right over the knee. Gets a two count. Has it been complete silence for the last two minutes or what? Yeah, I haven't said anything. I know it. Chin lock by Michael Shane. Pulling Styles back over his knee. He's really digging that knee in between the shoulder blades. Oh, Styles breaking out pretty quickly here. He's there getting up to his feet. A couple of gut shots. Yeah, he said they're back elbows, but... Whip Styles into another corner. That back's got to be killing him. He did a backbreaker. He's whipping him into the corner. Styles back elbow. Here we go. Moonsault going for that moonsault. Reverse DDT. Holy oh. shit. Belly to belly into the corner by Michael Shane. You know who taught him that belly to belly? That was, well, it can't really be Shane Douglas. That's not how he does that one. But You're we'll say Shane Douglas. It's Shane oh. Douglas. Shane Douglas, who does not do overhead belly-to-bellies into the corner, <clears throat> taught him how to do that. He barely does a side-to-side. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I am determined to find out. I like that we are pulling up a match on a random independent show from 2004 to find out if AJ Styles has a black eye. But that is the kind of research that we want to do for you guys That's live right, on the show. And we can only do this research because of the High Spots Wrestling Network. And I strongly suggest getting High Spots. Uh, yeah, and if they, there if is they... a shit ton. Of, whoa, Bob, that is very loud audio. Right. Uh, I strongly suggest getting it because there is a crap ton. Northern Light Suplex into a cover. Look at him hook at the leg. Styles kicks out. Um, I do not have it. and But listen, if they want to sponsor us and they want to, you know, Join the TNA Crust Line fam and hook me up. Maybe I'll get it, but I have too many streaming services at the moment. And unfortunately... It's literally $10. Well, maybe I need to cancel another one that's $10 and get it. Just cancel the network, dude. Cancel Peacock. If you guys can kick me off Icopod, I could probably do it, to be honest with you. You're fired. There you oh, go. That was, a, that was pretty easy. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> all you had to do was that. Uh, I am at the match here with AJ and Rocky Romero. It looks like AJ's wearing the same oh, gear. Probably is. This, he's been wearing this one for a couple weeks now. I can't tell if... Oh, pop-up. I thought he was going to do a Hurricane Rana, but Michael Shane caught him. Oh, I thought he was about to do a Styles Clash to start. Oh, oh Pele, Pele, Pele kick. kick. That might be it. Uh, did you know that was named after that soccer player? Yeah. If only you had known that. I'm not a sports fan. How am I supposed to know that? Well, the thing is, I, I thought it was just because that's the name of the kick. I didn't know it was named after a person. Right, I'm trying to see. Come on, camera guy on PWG show. Let me see. I don't think that, at least at the start of this PWG match, it doesn't look like he's got a black eye. Okay, so he definitely got it in that match. Or in, like, a random activity. Right. Uh, but, like, how often do you get a black eye from not physical contact with right, someone? I'm going to try to fast forward to the end of oh. the match and see if he, like, sells his eye or something. It was like a press slam right there. Styles clotheslines Michael Shane out of the ring. He slams up against the guardrail. Styles is he's uh, gaining momentum. He's coming back. 
into the safety rail. Oh, shit. Here we go. Styles, holy shit, huge dive, dude. Land, he fucking legs bounce off the guardrails. He lands on the concrete. Holy shit. It, what is it? His left eye? It, sorry, right. yes, it's his left eye. Okay, so at the end of this match, it doesn't look like he's selling his eye or anything. So it might have been at some point in that match, and it just happened to swell up after. Okay. Look at that, dude. Look how he landed on the fucking concrete. They just showed a slow-mo replay. Thank you, uh-huh. Keith, in the truck. Well, he also hit his legs on the railing. Oh, dad, yeah, dude. He just got fucked up bad from that. And I, I, I know we mentioned it before, but, man, I'm never going to forget fucking Christopher Daniels' fucking shins uh-huh. bouncing off the guardrail at a 2CW wrestling show when Bad Influence fought the Young Bucks in front of fucking 300 fans, and it was a fucking banger. It was so good. That was the same show that uh, that uh, Dalton Castle like rolled his ankle and he thought he broke his ankle. Oh, I think I do remember that. And I think this was right around the time that he really, or that was around the time that he was really starting to take off. And you could tell that he was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" <laughs> like I do remember that. My yeah. luck. Like I'm just starting to like really. Okay, so make a name. We have Bill Barons. Who's this guy in the? There's Jerry Lynn. Who's that guy in like the, the weird shirt? That's Tony Falk. That's Tony Falk, okay. Yeah. Um, and every referee is out here checking on Styles. Uh, JB's even over here. He may not be ca- able to continue this match. Here comes Vince Russo. Now remember, bro, he's bro, supposed bro, to... Bro, bro, you gotta get in there, bro. bro come on, bro. Dallas, I, I think that for a good bonus episode, we should watch Vince Russo either shoot interviews or his, like the timeline thing that he did with uh, Sean Oliver. Wait, hold on. Is there a timeline for TNA? Uh, no. Oh, shit. Okay. They, not yet. I mean, they could maybe return and do that. I was going to say, that actually would be fucking fantastic. Wait, hold on. JB. It's a forfeit. Michael Shane wins by forfeit. That's not a... a um, a finish we normally get here in TNA is by a forfeit. I don't know. Usually it's a no contest. Well, so he, that is interesting. Rudy Charles has, has called it Is that. that a shoot forfeit, you think, or what? Or is that no, part of the story? This has got to be. Um, I mean, he he did, he did slam it on the guardrail. And do, do I think that was meant to happen? Maybe not. So I'm going to say no. Because of the fact he's supposed to have another match. However, he could have actually fucked himself up. But I'm going to say because of so many people out here, um, this feels like it's supposed to be the case. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Would they have gone to AJ and be like, hey, man, so we need you to smash your elite? Well, that's the point, Dad. It's such a good point, though. It's, oh, look at this. Big Vito, is he fighting Pat Kenny? Yes. He is. Backstage, and they're behind some bleachers. Actually, this is the hallway where Raven had, like, a creepy little room before. I think it's, like, that, like, one of these doors, isn't it? And there's a bathroom. Well, these two are bathrooms. That's a bathroom. That would have been the women's. That one Yes, this is the men's room. There's a kid in there. There's a child in there. He's washing his hands, guys. He fucking ran. Guys, he's washing his hands. He he hid somewhere because he was at the sink, and then he, like, dodged out of there. He's getting hit with a trash can. Trinity's over here now. This room, I think, is the Raven creepy room they did. It's got a fucking breaker box, and I'm pretty sure Raven was sitting here with candles and, like, a red light. 
Yeah, I think that, that sounds about right. Blackshirt security out here. Trinity's doing the beatdown as the security's trying to get Vito off of uh, away from him here. Dude, Pat Kenny cannot get a break. I was he's just going to say, like, he's always getting beat up. I kind of like that wide shot where you can see all the um, camera guys and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Talking about him being defeated by the alpha male. So this is tying into that video package we just saw in the opening of the show. Yeah, he's cut, dude. He ain't, he ain't winning nothing now. I got derailed in the best way possible. Five and a half months ago. Oh, he had a kid. She's so beautiful. How long beautiful hair? Unlike me, who has barely any hair. She's five months. How does she have long, beautiful hair already? Oh, that's a that's a good point. Okay, so Dilo just had his firstborn at this time, five months ago. Oh shit. He's got to get out in 15 minutes to catch a flight, so he's not even going to be on the show tonight. He just came in to do this interview. It's uh, the way Tanae said that. It seemed like like as if Tanae was suggesting that he didn't want to be there. <laughs> the heavyweight division is the thickest, deepest crop of talent. Okay, I think wait, wait, take. Can we take a look yeah, at that? Yeah, he's quick? saying all this very sarcastically. Okay. Don't don't you get it? Look at me. I'm a first time father. Wrestling is a backseat. It's gone out the window. <laughs> is Dilo about to turn heel because he's a dad? <laughs> Dude, I'm kind of getting that vibe, which is, like, really odd. You really want to show off your, your beautiful baby girl to the guy at the gas station? Are we sure, Dilo? What world is this in in 2004? Okay, so Dilo's basically saying like, he doesn't want to leave his family. Tanae is proud of uh, his granddaughter. Because they call him Papa, and he smiled. And he, D-Lo's like, that's exactly what I mean, that spark. I right wish there. D-Lo would be like, I'm going to smack Kayla in the face. <laughs> and then Tanae's like, you what, to D-Lo, bro? You're going to do what? Fourteen pounds. Jeez. I was going to say, that's a very large baby, but five months old. Five so months. I, mean, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Cleaning poo-poo diapers. That needs to be on Wrestling Out of Context. I love those pages. Have you ever seen those pages? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like all different ones, but that... Poo-poo di- clean diapers. That would be such a good clip for that. So, so it looks like D-Lo is taking a hiatus here. He's going to go hang out with his kid. Um, well, I want to talk about that a little bit more, but David Young is confronting Mike Posey in the ring. He's grabbing him by the collar. man paneling Mike Posey. Are we about to see Mike Posey versus David Young, Bob? I mean, are we? 
Oh, wait, here's Swinger and Gilberti in their uh, outfits. Wait, they're pushing Posey, no. too. Wait, this is a $10,000 fine. They're putting their hands on an official. It's not in a match, though. There's no bell. Okay. Look at this. Gilberti and Swinger. Oh, wait, he got he rolled out of the bottom of the ring. Or the bottom rope. Posey's trapped now. Now he's going under the ring again. Um, is So is D'Lo actually gone? Like, is this done? Um, I'm going to say that the next time we see him, he is part of Aces and Eights. Holy shit. Wait, for real? Um, I think so. Uh, Mike Posey's got a fucking broom, and he's whipping Swinger and Gilberti with it. And it's breaking. On every... Mike Posey's becoming the most over person in Nashville. I'm just saying it. Uh, yeah. I wonder if he was working for Burt, though, too. So this crowd might Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, well, he got speared. Who's coming out to save him? Oh, there's Sharp Boy and D-Ray, of course. D-Ray literally had three guys he could have punched, and he didn't know which one to go for. Oh, Posey took his referee shirt off. Does that mean he's a wrestler now? He's pissed. Are you looking up if that's the last time we saw Dilo? Yeah. At least in the ring. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yes, it's going to be the last time we see him. However, if you listen to our Impact episode in two days, it might be part of a dark match. That, well, we still don't see him. But, well, that's what I'm saying. He, we don't see him. Uh, dude, that's, uh, that's like kind of insane to me. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Um, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I the thing is like I do think like his team with Styles I think was arguably his highlight of his TNA run. I I would agree with that. Um, it, in fact, it was significantly better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But when he came back recently and was like, "I'm going to fight for the NWA title," I was like, "No fucking no. way!" And as we can see, that's not the case. Now, what's interesting about this? Is he's not done wrestling? No, he, he probably still does Japan. I know he goes he goes back to WWE. I think two different times, like so in '07 and '09 or something like that. So he goes back in '07, which I'll be honest with you, dude, I don't remember. But in '07, it's only one one dark match. Okay, and then I think 2009 he does. Oh, two. It, says, it says 2008 on on cage match here, okay. and it looks like he that's a dark match on ECW. He does lose to Mike Knox on a Raw. He has a match with Santino. Is that 07? Oh, wait. That's sorry. No, no, you're right. Sorry. The way that Cage Match lists them is not like in order. They have it reverse order. So, latest in the year, the uh, earliest. Okay. But yes, you are correct. Um, he wins. Oh, he won by disqualification the IC title match. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a Raven Sabu thing. And there's that guy who was with Sabu, whose name I can't remember. The legend. Do you remember what his name is? Oh my god! Like Mickey or something like that. Mickey, Mickey something, yeah. Yo, it's me, uh, Mickey. You know, I'm friends Mickey. with your, 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 your grandpa. It's me, Mickey. This video package is promoting Raven and uh, Sabu, but it's with Sanjay Dutt's music. Well, it's it's like kind of Sanjay Sabu's like weird thing, but yes, you're right. Oh, Sabu is psychotic. He is pissed. Do you love going back to WWE? I do not remember this run at all. 
It's mostly it's mostly house shows. That's probably why. Yeah. And then yeah, dude, he literally comes back in 2013. Holy shit! Wow. What a weird exit promo. Okay, coming to the ring, accompanied by Goldilocks. The team of oh, Baby okay. Bear, Alex Shelley, and the Monster Abyss. Now, Goldilocks is coming out here in a leopard print dress with a fur scarf. Alex Shelley has, like, an Elix Skipper long leather coat on. And there's Abyss falling behind. The Forgotten Man. I know. She um, is filthy rich. This is... Do I have notes for this? And look who they're going up against, Bob. Sabu can't possibly have nothing. Sabu usually has something going on. The team of Sanjay Dutt and Sabu, which is oddly, like, not a bad team. Well, I think that they've, uh, I think TNA has kind of made themselves with a a loaded uh, tag division. Stronger than it was. Oh, yeah, dude. I think we're we're kind of killing yeah, it, and like true. Sanjay and Cebu's like, I mean, okay, so this is kind of a I think maybe not the perfect comparison, but this is something I could see like an AEW doing, because you got like the legend yeah, Cebu yeah. with like a young guy, and they're like a team. Oh, well, that's and, what like, they do do. Yeah. Well, they usually do like managers, but you so you know what I mean though. Well, it's, Sting and Darby's like a Sting and Darby, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that kind of idea. So we have Shelly and Sanjay Dutt starting us off. Now, if you guys are following along at home. We're at 29 minutes, 29 seconds. Uh, all right. Sanjay Dutt had a busy July 10th because uh, he worked the best of the best four for Combat Zone Wrestling as he starts this match off with Alex Shelley. They're just going to do your hamlock and wristlock counters, so you're not missing that. All right. So I don't under... Okay, so the best of the best for first round three three way dance, PD Williams and Sanjay Dutt both defeated Nate Webb. And then we go to the quarterfinal where Sanjay Dutt defeated PD Williams to advance in the tournament. Oh. Semifinals, Sanjay Dutt defeated Bobby Quants or Quants. So in the finals, Sanjay Dutt defeated Roderick Strong to win the best of the best four. So he wrestled four matches Holy crap. in one night. Mind you, the times of these matches was nine minutes from the first match to the last match, nine minutes and 16 seconds, 16 minutes and eight seconds, six minutes and 34 seconds, and 16 minutes and 29 seconds. So wow. these were not necessarily short encounters. Nice, nice tornado. tornado wow. Jinx, buy me a Coke. Uh, all right. Let's go. Now, Alex Shelley, guess what? He's in the same tournament. Oh, wow. July 10th, Combat Zone Wrestling. This is in uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, ECW Arena. Uh, Alex Shelley and Bobby uh, Quants, or Quants, however you want to pronounce it, defeated Ruckus by countout. So then they wrestled each other in the quarterfinal with Bobby Quants defeating Alex Shelley. So Alex Shelley did not make it nearly as far as Sanjay Dutt. And that are that's the indie notes for that match because uh, Abyss and Sabu didn't do anything, at least not according to Cage Match. The baby bear. 
that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Very busy weekend for these guys for sure. Well, you know what? And I would like to watch that and best of the best show, but I'm pretty sure if I were to go on high spots, which I could because I have it open, uh, it's probably about four and a half hours long. And that would take me probably six weeks to complete. <laughs> nice heel kick by Sabu. Tags back in Sanjay Dutt. Shelly uh, begging off there. Oh, Abyss tagged in. Oh, shit. Dutt went for almost like a like a crossbody, maybe standing crossbody, and then uh, Shelly moved and he like tapped himself up against Ugh. Abyss. Holy shit! Press slam, dude! He threw him up so high and then slammed him down on the mat. Now Andrew Thomas is a referee for this one, so I'm expecting a rough bump at some point. It just seems to be like a given, but well, it's yeah. I mean, that's to be expected. That's his gimmick. Posey's new gimmick is like I can do drop kicks. Andrew Thomas does rough bump, and Rudy Charles is the one who always slides in the ring and then takes the titles away. Andrew Thomas is the type of guy where you could like spin your your head real quick, and just that motion would tip him over. And then he'd be hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking the same. What the fuck? Abyss did not know that that was going to be a tag. So Shelly had like a, a headlock behind on Dutt and he put his foot up on the rope and Abyss grabbed it as if it was like to help get leverage, but he must have said like tag and he just like tagged him. It's kind of awkward. Sabu secretly just got a cherry, threw it on the floor so the referee didn't see him. Abyss splashes Dutt. His shirt's open again. I'm just saying there's an action figure with his shirt open and I totally understand why now. <laughs> I don't have it's, it. It's but. from this. It's from this show. Well, it's a little bit later. Uh, it's probably actually really based on, I'm going to guess early 2005, um, because of who's um, in the pack with him. But Filthy Rich Goldilocks, loving seeing her baby bear here in action. Oh, I like that. Let's clothesline right into a backbreaker. That was pretty nice. Dutt is, uh, Dutt's pretty damn good. Look at this replay. Ready? Snap. Done. Crack, pop, crack, pop, pop. Mm-hmm. Rice Krispies. Sabu. Sabu. I think Sanjay and Elix Skipper are two guys that, uh, grossly underrated. Yeah, I agree with that. For TNA. Holy shit. Sanjay Dutt with a fucking missile dropkick to Abyss's face. Oh, pops him up. Oh, he's going for a powerbomb, but he gave him a hurt around Abyss and Sanjay to the floor. Shelly with a back elbow onto Sabu. Hmm. Well, I like how every time that Sabu gets hit in the jaw, he acts like he broke it. <laughs> um, Abyss is going under the ring. Uh, now... I don't know if we've talked about this before. What's do we know what Shelly's background is? Like, did he is he like a BCW guy or something like that? Do we know? I can look it up for you. I just don't know if we've talked about it. Like, we probably uh, did a little. I, I don't think we did because when he uh, made his like debut or whatever on Impact, it was not. It was like an like a extended squash. There is triple jump moonsault by Sabu. And of course, Goldilocks <laughs> is distracting the referee at this point, which means Abyss. I'm assuming. Say we're going for a cover, but no. Of course, referee's distracting. 
All right, so Alex Shelley. Now, again, this is all according to Cage Match, so it might not be fully accurate. This he has got is, a chair? Oh. He, he could have swung that, like, three different times. Dude, I know. Throws it so at- it looks <gasps> like... Oh, he just hit Shelley. He probably doesn't even care. No, he acts like he did, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, go ahead. All right, so Alex Shelley, it looks like... Uh, his career started in 2002, and he was working uh, primarily uh, in Michigan for Greater Lakes Wrestling. Hey, Michigan uh, makes sense. Never heard of that company, though. He was known as David Decker at one point. Huh. Is that right? Yeah. I was known as David Decker. All right. Um Trying to see here. He started working IWA Mid South uh, in early oh, 2003. Oh, Hindu uh, Press? Uh, what the hell? Is he going to do it? Oh, he shit. It's it. No way. One, two. Well, Shelly's next to him now. Real quick, Bob. Uh, so, Sebu tossed a chair to Abyss, who then turned around into a missile dropkick. Really nice combo with that chair with this team. And now another triple jump. Or jump. Jump. Okay. Sorry. Barely, uh, how does he barely graze Abyss when he's just standing there? I don't know. That's unbelievable. Uh, Alex Shelley does work a little bit for Border City Wrestling as well. Okay. That's got to be where it... Oh! oh. Was that a, like a reverse powerbomb on the... He's on the second rope. He slammed his Sanjay's face. Brainbuster. Yeah, like, hook. A, like a fisherman brainbuster. Yes, it was That's nice. Fancy. That was a solid match. I thought that was a really good tag match. I liked it a lot. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I believe that uh, Shelly really started making a name for himself with the feud with Jimmy Jacobs mm. in IW Mid-South. And that in started okay. very shortly into his run. Because like they would have, just even looking at it here, they would have best two out of three falls, a hair versus boot hair match, 30-minute Iron Man, a respect match. Uh, I know they had yeah, Texas Death submissions match, best of three series match. That would then go over to Ring of Honor, and I, I don't think he's in Ring of Honor yet. Uh, Alex, or sorry, Sabu, his bis laid across a table in front of the announce table. Sabu, up at the top rope because Goldilocks oh, break, left with Alex Shelley. Break the announcer. Oh shit! The lights are out. Raven. Okay, the lights are out. Come on. Still out. Still out. Hey, it's me, Mickey. Oh. Long live Raven. Yeah, he just said Sheik is dead. Sheik is dead. And it's like a bunch of audio. Fight me! Go to Raven evermore. Wait, in the TNA dancer cage. Oh my god. It's like a... It's a dummy, I think. But they had a noose around their neck. Or a rope. What in the world? Oh, it's dressed up like the Sheik. And yeah. Abyss got... Stop Taboo. There's the shock treatment. <gasps> Guys, July 14, 2004. <laughs> it's officially the shock got, treatment. We finally got a name. Whoa. He's only been here for over six months. Doing the damn move. Wow, that's incredible. That's nuts. Yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, Alex, Alex Shelley, though, really, but at this point, 
here in July is all over the place. And it looks like literally this coming up weekend, he is starting with Ring of Honor. Oh, wow. Well, now we we heard the 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 talk that they were going to allow him to do that. Unsure of his contract status here in TNA, but it does seem like that Ring of Honor stuff has lightened up a bit. So we're we're kind of going to be friends again. Well, I oh. should say, I mean, it looks like he had he had a match. Uh, well, two matches in in, in June. Oh, okay. But I think in terms of like full time, like full time, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when it started. and he even it's had done. matches. So what, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, but May 22nd is the infamous Generation Next match where it was him, Aries, Evans, and Strong against Rave Walters and the Briscoes that essentially gave all of those guys a job. Oh. So. We are with uh, Dusty Rhodes backstage with Scott Hudson. Now, real quick, Bob, just because yeah. this is going to be a hard-to-decipher promo anyways, I'm sure. Why do you think that Jimmy Jacobs never really, I feel like, I'll say break out, went kind of mainstream, like even with TNA or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, that's a good question. I, you know what? Because he's a huge indie name, and he's huge in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he broke out in Ring of Honor. But, but what I mean is like getting a shot. Yeah, like signed anywhere. Um, that's a good question. I maybe size. That's kind of what I was thinking. Because even Dusty's just talking about guitar shots and yeah, hitting Larry Zabisco on the head. Legend- it's going the other way tonight, did, Jack. He did say legendary Larry Zabisco. It's very nice of him. Okay. <laughs> um, Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah, good. It's a bigger name, so he knows what wait. He's got good news, and then a little bit of bad news about Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy has told me personally. Everyone here, person. Next Wednesday night pay per view. He's gonna be here in the asylum next Wednesday. Oh shit, Bob. Well, it's that's, good that they're actually promoting it. That's a big deal. Okay. Say it. So it's an invitation to come to the asylum. Now, we'll know whether he takes the contract and signs off on it. That's a different deal. So we're going to see about that next week. What is in there, Dusty? He's going to tell Scott Hudson and the whole world what's in here. I impact. Yeah. I'm a rock star one time. Here's what's in here. I ain't telling you this week. And then he walks away. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, the eight-man tag. Man. This will be good. So let's get this out of the way with Jimmy. So Jimmy Jimmy uh, really broke out with the, uh, the uh, Jimmy Loves Lacey video package. And uh, Jimmy, I, got, I mean, I think it's well known that he's got a very creative mind. Like he's came up with a lot of stuff, even like an impact in WWE. But list of Jericho, well, right. he still he works thing. with Impact now still, I believe. Well, well, perfect. Um, I for, I really think it was a size thing, and I remember when the Age of the Fall started. So that's like two thousand seven. That's my first exposure. I'm pretty sure it's Age of the Fall. 
um, to Jimmy Jacobs, uh, our friend uh, Jeremy showed me the video where he's cutting the promo with, I believe, the one of the Briscoes yeah, hanging above yeah. him, and he's just fucking bleeding all over his white suit. Yeah. Uh, Very and, controversial thing to do. And, dude, I mean, that I didn't really know a lot. I mean, I that was still fairly early into, like, knowing about independent wrestling, and I never saw that. It was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. Yeah, I think, I mean, so even really dating back to 2007, I think I had a tough time buying into Jimmy Jacobs as this, like, dominant heel. Because that's kind of what was going on. Yeah. He is very a very small man. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even saying, like, his, he was good with, like, mind games and stuff like that, but if I was, like, if I would see a match was Austin Aries against uh, Jimmy Jacobs, which was like a match at the time, or like, I don't think Samoa Joe was there, but if, let's say it was Samoa Joe against Jimmy Jacobs with that incarnation of Jimmy Jacobs. I'm not giving Jimmy Jacobs a chance in hell yeah. against either one of those guys. So I think that kind of hindered him. If he was more of a mouthpiece instead of a regular competitor for that group, I think that might have gone a lot differently. Right. And I think after, and I think after a major knee injury, for a while at least, I don't think he was the same in-ring guy. That makes sense. We're kicking off this eight-man tag match tag match with Team Canada against Triple X, Saban, and Amazing Bread with uh, Primetime and Johnny Divine. Divine with a wrist lock on Primetime. Uh, is it safe to say there may be a, a lot of indie notes in this one, or are we not thinking that's that's the case? Uh, I think you'd be surprised if there's not. But Holy. well, we know Skipper really like, barely there's does. Anything. Literally, two, Skipper hardly. Again, this is according to Cage Match. According they could have very easily missed somebody, but uh, <clears throat> according, almost certain that there. There's only two. I'm going to double check the uh, Triple X in the team, ring with Eric Young. Canada guys, because I might have not clicked on their individual names. Leapfrog in air. Sorry. Um, elevated assisted elevated <laughs> elbow drop by Triple X onto Eric Young. And now Hello. Daniels is knocking all of Team Canada on the apron. <laughs> so Christopher Daniels on July 10th. Again, this is for Pro Wrestling Gorilla, PWG. He teamed up with Brian Danielson to defeat Ricky Reyes and Samoa Joe in 21 minutes and 39 seconds at the reason for the season. Hmm. So PWG, even in 2004, is really getting a lot of big names to regularly attend or perform, I guess, at their shows. Uh, Let's see if Eric Young. I don't think he did anything either. Uh, all right, Petey Williams, as I've noted, was involved in the best of the best four, and it's really the same thing. He lost to Sanjay Dutt after uh, Petey and Sanjay Dutt both defeated Nate Webb. So Petey Williams made it to the quarterfinals of that. Hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to last check Johnny Devine because I don't think I clicked on his name either because I am a moron. And it looks like 
by all accounts here, that Giant Divine did nothing as well. So, yeah, you would nice. think wow. that okay. a lot of these guys would do something, but it's just not the case, according to Cage Match. Giant I remember, Divine. You know, and back to the Jimmy Jacobs thing. I remember we went to Excite, and so, he was yeah. supposed to wrestle. The one-night stand thing, right? The one-night stand thing? Sorry, sorry. Uh, one night only. The TNA crossover thing. No, it was him and oh. like the same show where like Austin Aries was supposed to be there, but he. Oh, um, that one. Up. Well, because Jimmy Jacobs was also at, I believe, the Impact one we went to. He was. I have a picture with him there. He wrestled on it. I don't know if he wrestled. I don't remember. When was that? Look, Vince Russo is talking to Styles. Look at the wrapping up his knee in the corner. Also, Eric Young just had a fucking headstand going on (laughs) on the uh, on the turnbuckle, and then he came down to a dropkick. I'm I'm going to look it up right now. I got to find my picture, and then I can find out for you. Okay, match is breaking down. Mike Posey is trying to contain uh, Triple X and Amazing Red, while Team Canada kind of gets the upper hand. Of course, the freaking date is like wrong on it. Yeah, but see, there's me and Jimmy Jacobs at the show because there's Eli Drake in the background. So, so he's, when did we go to that show? I gotta find. I gotta try to find a date. It's so annoying that it, like it has the date of the album, not of the image. Give me a second. I'll find it. Okay, because in 2016 he doesn't wrestle at all. He probably didn't wrestle. He probably was like ringside or something weird like that. Well, he's a producer too. So, I mean, he. Okay, I, I found it. It is August 25th, 2018. Okay, you want to know the card? Or you want me to just tell you about if he wrestles? Um. Okay, he he does not wrestle. I, I was going to say, there's no way he wrestles. Because so I would have remembered. So he was just there. We actually kind of got screwed at that. Wasn't he mostly just... He was mostly just a manager there anyway, wasn't he? On TV for Impact? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he really wrestled a whole lot. Anyway, I I don't remember. The excitement... I remember he, like, hurt his knee at Excite, too. Wait, why did we see Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake go 24 minutes and 32 seconds? Uh, wasn't there a lot of stalling by Eli? I'm sure it was, but that's that's clothesline by Skipper. Clothesline okay. for Divine too. Spin love kick that. Again. Love those spin kicks. Oh, rude coming in with a clothesline, and then he gets an interior by Daniels. Okay, this match is truly breaking down now. Petey counters that power bomb into a tornado DT. Interior by Red. He doesn't hit all of it. Swipes the leg. Red Star press. And then here comes EY. Wheelbarrel into a neckbreaker. Love that. Total War. Are all these guys wearing red? Um, I got to see Saban again. He might be the only one who might not have red on his tights. Every single other person is wearing red and black. Besides Daniels, he's got red and white tights. But he's got black boots. 
basically this match is Team Canada. They're all split like moonsault to the floor nice. by Daniels to Rue. That was awesome. Here comes Divine. Holy shit, look at that moonsault. A traditional moonsault. Real nice. Primetime with that corkscrew plancha. Eric Young's about to do Eric something? Yeah, what's he going to do? No. Uh, damn you, Saban. He's got yellow, black and yellow. See, he's always got to just ruin the fun with matching gear and everything. Look at, they're both, they're both skin the cat. the cat. Oh, no, but look, Saban uh, instead caught EY with a... Well, I guess it's kind of like a head... It's a head scissor. A head scissor, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what is Red doing? Red and Petey Williams are on the top turnbuckle. Of course, everyone's brawling right underneath them, so this is probably... Yeah, but out. they're kind of sp a little bit spread, uh, more spread out than they probably should be. Okay, Bobby Roode was like, fuck that, I am not doing that. And he, like, stepped aside when they fell. There was a clip I saw on Twitter where a guy did, like, a dive, and it was literally eight guys, and no one caught him. Oh my god! I was like, "What? How? How is that even possible?" What a nightmare! Not catch someone when there's eight of you. Ooh, red through root right into the post. Oh, uh, red up in the middle. Oh, swing flatliner. Right, and and here comes uh, more up on the apron gets knocked off by red. Here we go. Red climbing up. Nope. Gonna get up? No, he's shoved up by Damore. Damore spanked his butt and he got fucking thrown right off. Well, that's a forceful little strike. Giant Divine is reminding me of like Sean Stasiak today. Oh, Canadian bomb? And I don't know what they call that oh. tag move. There's two covers, but they're saying that Skipper pinned Divine, oh. which I believe they were the legal men. Posey did focus only on one pin, not two. So thank God this is not like a double pin situation because uh, we've gone that enough times, too. I'm pretty sure that those two were the legal guys. I might be wrong about that. When they get crazy, you forget. But I don't know how you fucking keep track of that. I just I don't. Do they have a name oh, for that either. tag move they do? I don't think they do. It's a powerbomb neckbreaker combo. I yeah. don't think there is a name yet. And if there's any idea of when that name will happen, well, it took about eight months for Abyss to get a name for shock treatment. If not, oh my God, Scott, Scott Demore took his completely his jacket and shirt off to get mad at Good. the referee. Well, we're backstage with Jeff Jarrett and the Elite Guard. Okay, do we think that the King of the Mountain and the Lion of the Octagon can function as a team? Can we coexist in the match tonight? Absolutely. Absolutely. With my, my intelligence, I always find a way. How do, you, how do you feel about Jeff Jarrett returning as a uh, executive to the WWE? Um, and yes, I'm aware that that was about two months old, but peek <laughs> behind the window. 
Well, I'm going to make a, a guess here and say he's already gone. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I listen. I'm sure the money's really good. Oh yeah. The thing Executive is that I, live events. The thing is that I think that Jarrett um, can flourish in that kind of environment. I feel like that's like in his element. Yeah, but like they were saying, or he was, you know, working with very uh, several wrestling promotions, and he was like, "I'm going to help you guys, whatever." And he goes back, and then there's always like the tease with him. With, there's always the tease with him and Conrad about starting their own promotion. I don't think you can do that if you're an executive doing live events for WWE, right? That um, probably you know, can't I happen. don't, I don't know the answer to that because, oh shit, hold on, Monty Brown just oh, walks in. Brown. What the? F- oh my He's god! He's meowing at this him. guy's meowing at Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Are we having a pity party, Scott? <laughs> you want to be tough, Jeff? You think you're tough, Jeff? This. Is about the alpha male. You don't have to worry about Hulk Hogan, brother. Oh, he does the woo? Or Sting. Or Jeff Hardy. He does the talk. He did the arm arm talk. You don't have to worry about the most dominant male on this planet. Oh, he's smelling him. Sniffing him again. He's getting his scent. I smell fear. Oh. oh, I smell the same fear as I smelled I last it. week. I knew it. You stand there and stare at the alpha male in his eyes. I take that as a blatant act of aggression. And now I got a problem with you. Now you got something I want. And Jeff Jarrett. And you are one. Away from me taking it. Monty Brown, I got a 10 man tag, but after that, I'd love to finish this conversation. But I want you to remember one thing Hogan wanted it, Sting wanted it, Truth wanted it, Raven wanted it, but I still have it. And we go to black. That was that was really good. I'm telling you, man, that's got to be a tease for Monty Brown and fucking Jared. Well, that one, that one is a direct. I mean, come on. I want your title. The thing is, okay. The thing is here is like Monty Brown is like, that's why I had to, we had to stop that conversation because I, we, how can you not listen to that guy speak? And yeah, then he cuts this fucking awesome promo. He's smelling him like I could smell your fear. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. It's so good. Um, I, I would laugh if Jarrett was like, what are you smelling? And then Monty Brown, you piss yourself, Jeff? <laughs> no, I smell your piss. You just fucking wet yourself. 
Um, and then if Jeff were to wow. sell it like he knows he did, but he can't say he did, I, I, no, I, no, I'd never do that. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess while we see this highlight package is we're about to head into that 10-man tag match. I do think it's weird. Um, doesn't Booker T have his own promotion? So I do think. He's that, not an executive. Right. He's a talent. On air talent, he just does like the pre. Does he just do the pre show? You're, you're right. Yeah, I know that's kind of what I'm getting at though. But he's still under yeah. contract, so there may be yeah. ways. However, don't fucking tease yeah. something that who knows if it was who knows what was actually gonna happen. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind I of mean, I guess time. I guess a way around it would be like it. You know, Conrad's running it, and like Jeff is giving him ideas. Essentially, associated with it, but. The, uh, the other, is, I think more importantly, he's not going to have time being an executive to do it. Yeah, I would, I would have to think so, yeah. Uh, here's the elite guard. Oh, I hate this bullshit, dude. I hate the way they fucking run to the ring I like love, this. I love that run. That's how I run. Well, uh, me now, too. Okay. We see Hernandez and Onyx running. They seem to be kind of like doing it because they do have contracts. And Chad Collier does it. And he does not look as enthused to be running like that because he does not have a contract. It's <laughs> very true. He should have got with Johnny Fairplay and be like, dude, tell him that WWE, they want to sign me. And like, I could kill the elite guard gimmick. There's Ken Shamrock, the most dangerous man who needs surgery because he's got a fucking torn rotator cuff. Uh-oh. We're, get a, Uh-oh. No, Don West, run. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's grabbing my Tanae. Where did Don go? Dude, Don booked it. He fucking bailed. Mike Tanae should never forget that. No one get in my way or I will destroy them. And here and comes you have a torn bicep. Yeah, dude's nuts. Um... I'm kind of surprised that Jared's team's coming out first, but. Look, he's got his little baseball shirt on. He's like the major league base, major league, but it's got the uh, guitar. And look, he's yeah. swinging. No wonder he owns a single A baseball team. I think that's so, that's so weird. He always yells at this guy in the crowd when he comes out. Every single time. He's a, he's a heel. I know. What's it say in the back? Big league what? Turn around. Big Jared. league slap ass. No, Beware. Three live crew. Still getting rowdy. Well, you, you didn't know you were going to call somebody. Beware. Wait, Conan is not matching his partners this time. Oh, damn, we just got it down. Everyone was matching. It was awesome. And here's Conan not doing that. I can't wait for Dusty and Sabisco's entrances to take about 45 minutes. Well, I just thought, okay, so I made the comment of, like, I'm surprised Jarrett and his team are out first, but we got the legends coming. I forgot. Yeah. Well, according to Dusty, only one of them is a legend. <laughs> yeah. One is Jarrett, one's Disco. That's basically... Yo, 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 let me speak on that. Oh, la, le. Arriba la raza. 
You like the shirt? Go ahead, feel. That's enough. That's enough. Hey, uh, you want to does my salad? All right, that's enough. That's what he would say. And he only get away with it on WCW because nobody knew what he was talking about. <laughs> oh my god! So I this did. will come out. It's like rock music. Doesn't really fit. Joe Tigress, you like this hat? <laughs> Wait, yeah. Mike today and Don West are still not at the commentator table. <laughs> I wouldn't be either with freaking Ken Shamrock around. Look, they're gone. Holy shit. Here comes Dusty Rhodes. Ken Shamrock is the type of guy that wouldn't realize that he's going overboard as he's literally breaking your ankle with an ankle. <laughs> um, we're over the hour mark, by the way. We're at an hour, four minutes, and 20 seconds as the brawl has started ringside. Thank God. I am so glad that they're doing this instead of a hammer lock on the fucking mat. Me too. Don, Don West is back. Oh, Shamrock is sent into a guardrail. <laughs> Look at Tanae shaking his head. Mike Tanae's pissed. Don was like, yeah, you got a hold of Mike Tanae. Yeah, because Don left before he was even close to him. He was like, fuck that. I'm leaving. Yeah. Oh, no, Bob. Oh, no. We're getting structure. Conan's on the apron. Ah, shit. Wait, if this is the case, Jarrett's team is in the corner where the pole is. So they should just go up there and get it. Once they actually get situated, Dusty's choking Jared against I the I like how Don West got on commentary, and he was like, hey, Tanae, uh, sorry for bailing on you, but, like, I was not about to deal with Ken Jamrock. Bionic elbow on the safety rail. Yeah, I was also not about to let that happen to me, so sorry about I would do the same thing. If anything, I would have, like, tipped over Tanae's chair. That way he would have been stuck there, and then he would have to <laughs> deal with the rampage. Jerry had a chair. So I don't think there are rules to this. Okay, good. I hope there's not. I don't think there should be. There absolutely should not be. You're rolling Thunder Lariat by Conan, stealing uh, RVD's move just in the form of a Lariat. Shamrock tossing killings onto the announcer's table. Maybe it will break. No, it will never. Damn it. Suplex him onto it, Ken. I get Chipotle for life. One what a dream. One burrito bowl a day from Dallas. Double meat. In a drink. That was a weak chair shot by Jared. Come on, dude. It's BG James. Man, he he tried to steal your music career. I feel like Ken Shamrock is legitimately trying to choke out Ron Killings and he doesn't realize that he's overdoing it. Um, yeah, probably. Ron's probably like, dude, I'm about to pass out. This is not all your, over the your place. UFC fight against Tito Ortiz and I'm about to lose again. Here we go. BG James made the save. What does that say? F. Jizzle is on his jersey? What the hell does that mean? No, it's probably B. I thought B. It, B. Jizzle. Oh, it's it's a B. Okay. The way that F. Was, F. Jizzle. <laughs> I thought it was F. Jizzle. I don't know why he's even B. Jizzle. I, dude, I have no idea. I don't I like know. it at all. I know it's like because it's BG James and like Brian. Oh Brian. my God. Electric chair by Killings under Hernandez off the middle rope. Off the middle rope. Let's go, Ronnie. Because he almost grabbed the guitar off the pole. Should point that out. 
Yeah, Ken Shamrock gets fucking whipped into the post. Hopefully that wasn't his bad shoulder. Probably was. No one can. Jarrett gets pushed up. The see, see the thing about pole matches that I hate is like you get the thing down, but like that doesn't mean the match is over. Like then you just get to use it. Right. Look at the dude. Zabisco is on fire with Jarrett right now. So could you win the match without even using the guitar? I think you could. I wonder. Uh, you know what? If I was a booker, I'd do that. I'd be like, you know what? Guitar on a pole, but guess what? No one uses it. Match over. Bait and switch on the gimmick. Why not? My want- favorite stipulation of all time was a uh, a steel cage match, but it was also a street fight. Did that happen in DNA? Sure did. <laughs> I like it when it's a steel cage match, but there's tables. I can't remember. It's a table match inside of a steel cage. Well, that makes some sense. But I remember. A street fight in a cage. I think it was like Team 3D against Beer Money or something. And like Bubba, Brother Ray was like, we're going to kick your ass in the cage. And then we're going to get out of the cage. And then we're going to brawl all over the place. And it's like, you know what, man? That defeats the whole premise of a cage. You're not supposed to get out of it. So then brawl. They have a street fight. Just have a fucking street fight. I know. It's like it's like um, AEW taking shots at WWE being like, the only way to win <laughs> is by pinfall or submission. You cannot escape to win a cage match. Right. <laughs> Chair whacking Dusty with several chair shots on the floor in the crowd. Oh. oh, Jerry's just going nuts with a chair shot to everybody. Over the head to BG, over the back on Zabisco. What is this, the summer of 2002? Man, Jerry going back to his old gimmick. Look at Hernandez has a camel clutch on a BG, and then Jared jabs a guitar into his chest. Well, he's selling it like a neck, but it was his chest. Uh, Onyx. Yeah, it was, it oh, was my God. It his chest, and he acted like it was his throat. Dude, Onyx just did a huge... Double sledge from the top rope where he just drifted to the floor. He's been watching those Macho Man tapes. Dude, that's what it reminded me of. I thought he was going to fuck up his knees and ankles. He might have. Who knows? That's a good point. Okay, so this is just as chaotic as I was predicting. I was hoping, more or less. Um, which is good. We fought in the crowd a little bit. We're ringside. There's no fucking structure. Rudy Charles is literally, there's no reason for him to even be here. Yeah, now, can he, he can't do nothing about it. Now, is this um, uh, you know, a banger? No, but I didn't think it was going to be. Zabisco is on fire tonight. Dude, Zabisco is, I feel like he is like trying to prove something. I'm just saying. Is Dusty about to get the guitar? I hope Zabisco turns on Dusty. Look at their ho- they're holding him so he can get it. Uh, but guess what? He's got to get up to the fucking top rope. There's no way. Is he going to climb to the top rope? They want to pick him up to do it. What is what is happening? Dusty really can't climb to the top turnbuckle. Oh my god! He almost even with fucking... a even with a pole to hold on to. Oh no! Shamrock got the ankle lock on Dusty. 
See, if she should put it on Zabisco if he wants to do the program. Right. Oh, fucking A, dude. Oh, Fuck okay. my life. Jarrett ran up. Yeah, here we go. Jarrett's going to get the guitar. Jarrett's got the guitar. Okay, Jarrett's got the guitar. Fantastic. Okay, Onyx is about to pull up Dusty. He's got his arm. Well, he kind of has got it. He's kind of got his arms. Oh, let's see. Oh, Dusty broke out. Oh, Dusty kicks Jared in the gut. Bionic elbow. Bionic elbow to Onyx. The crowd has suddenly died. Oh, they're, now they're cheering again. Okay. There's no commentary the for some reason. Shamrock's probably beating up Don West again. Oh, fuck. Dusty oh, smashes like it over sweet. Onyx. Drops an elbow. Face. Goes for a cover. That's a three count, man. What a surprise. Dusty Rhodes pinned Onyx. I can honestly say I never saw that coming. Oh, dude, Shamrock is over at the table. I knew it. That could have been a lot more painful. Like, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, that could have been way worse than what it was. Uh, I hope that Dusty gets a title shot now. Screw it. Let's just go full steam. Oh, shit. Oh, my Brown. Brown, baby. He wants to finish that conversation. Wait, Shamrock's oh, coming up, too. Oh, Shamrock. Who's that referee? Who are two of Who's, those guys I've never seen? Before? Who is screaming? <laughs> now, look at this. We're backstage with Michael Shane Tracy and Kazarian. It's time for Kazarian, but we don't quite know... The uh, condition of AJ. Is this legit? Michael Shane is not believing the injury. I think he's thinking that AJ just didn't want to wrestle anymore. Uh, well, Bob, just as a reference here for everyone at home. That was Ken Shamrock's final wrestling match till 2009. And we won't see him again in uh, TNA till 2019. So safe to ring, say. In ring. Right. Safe to say we probably won't ever see Ken Shamrock on this podcast ever again. Yeah, I don't think we will. Oh, look at this. He's kind of saying, oh, you're doing your backflips and cartwheels. Well, I signed up to do a professional wrestling match tonight. Mm. I didn't re I didn't sign up to wrestle in Circus Dus. It's the X Division. Though. That's what Scott Hudson's saying, right? The prehistoric <laughs> Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Michael Shane's a former X Division champion. You should know the style in which he's wrestling. We are not going to be responsible for what's going to happen to Jerry Lynn. Who's going to get the title shot first? Well, it's assuming that Kazarian would win. Now, it, prehistoric Jerry Lynn is 41 at the time of this show, by the way. Mm. So, yes, very, very prehistoric. Some people uh, current day are just hitting their prime at 41. <laughs> you know, that's... That is a crazy way of looking at it, because that's true. I mean, it's... Does Jerry Lynn necessarily look 41? No. 
but no. That's certainly not old now in wrestling. For example, back then, back then I guess so. Just for funsies, uh, like CM Punk, for example, is 43. And he's, he even has said, like, this is my prime. I'm hitting my prime. I'm doing my best work. That's what he thinks now? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He, I'm pretty sure he just said that his match with uh, Dax was one of his favorite matches like he's ever had. That means nothing. When you're... I'm just saying. When, when you are... Wait, what? Oh, shit. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Jerry Lynn is wrestling Kazarian? He's we replacing just, AJ? We must have just missed that. Kazarian said, wait a minute, this is not happening. Well, I remember on commentary they were saying that Jerry Lynn was going to step in if AJ couldn't compete, but I guess AJ can't compete. Geriatric Lynn, dude. Holy shit. Oh. Kazarian says, well, if he can't wrestle, then I win. Uh-oh. And then uh, the title shot gets given to the coolest person in the world. And wait a second. Here comes Styles, dude. His knee's wrapped up good, though. I was going to say, I wonder if his knee hurts. Um, but what I was saying about CM Punk, though, is him saying that it's his favorite match doesn't mean anything. His favorite match could be a one-star match. Well, that's true. But it was a good match. And I, I feel like uh, some people might dislike what I'm about to say, but I've always kind of thought Punk in ring was a little overrated. Yes, you have said that. And I say that because I've watched a lot of CM Punk versus Elijah Burke matches on ECW on Sci-Fi, and I will tell you, <laughs> those were not the greatest of matches. Wow, you don't say. <laughs> wow, dude. About. Just calling it as I see it, okay? We are getting Styles and Kazarian right now. We're at an hour, 17 minutes, 39 seconds, and we still got a fucking ladder match. Yeah. What a show. For ring jackets. For Well, to, don't bring up that part. It's still a ladder match. For ring jackets that they stole. That they have to get Somehow back. they are not given back to. Yeah, that part's a little weird. Could you imagine if that was, like, how the police force worked? Okay, guys, so uh, you got hi, your ma'am. iPhone stolen. Uh, you got to yeah. get it by climbing up a ladder. All right, hi, ma'am. This guy stole your wallet. Well, you see that telephone post there? We're going to put it at the top of the post, and whoever can get up there first can keep it. Spinning heel kick by AJ. He's selling the knee, though, for, a, for like a second. He's not even worried about having a taped-up knee, Don West says. Not at all. He's been plotting in the back, dude. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Oh, armbar takedown. But Kazarian reaches the ropes very quickly. Andrew Thomas is our referee. So if he doesn't get super kicked by Michael Shane, then I will be shocked. Okay, talking about the stipulations of this match. Okay, so so Michael Shane won. So that means that Michael Shane gets a title shot. So similar stipulations here. If Kazarian wins, 
he gets in line for an exhibition title shot. Okay, and if AJ wins, Kazarian's out of the X Division. I don't know if I remember hearing that part. He... Wait, AJ has to be... But wait, so if AJ loses... Then they get title shots. That's why it was a forfeit earlier, because now oh, Michael Shane gets a title shot. German super. But then how is AJ out of the division? No, it's... Well, I think they just want him out. I don't think there's a stipulation, but... If Kazarian loses, he is out of the exhibition. Kazarian's out. Yes, and a nice pump kick so, by Kazarian. Kazarian's not going to lose this match. Why, why are we doing stipulations like that? I don't know. I hate those kind. I, it's just so dumb. This guy will never be able to wrestle ever again in TNA. Slingshot DDT. On the apron. On the apron, yeah. Hardest part of the ring. Is it though? No, I've been told it's actually not. Nah, it's actually the soft. The softest. Um, now in a TNA ring, who knows? Apparently the well, TNA remember, rings are hard all the way around. But I remember entering the ring at the two CW show, and you can tell there's a lot of padding on the edges. Yeah, the edges. You can, the yeah. Don't choke him. Come on. Is Kazarian busted open? Or is it his hair? I, I gotta get it closer. I think closer. it's his hair. Because, like, like, his left eyebrow looked like there's, like, blood, but... It was a bad camera shot, though. It's hard to tell. Nah, it's probably just his hair. Oh. That, like, pop-up basement dropkick in the corner. Okay, it's his hair. No blood. Yeah, this is here. Yeah. We're good. Nothing to worry about here. Nice chin lock on Styles. Styles trying to push up on Kazarian's face to get out. It's not working. He's hurt. He's tired. This is the second match of the night. I'm tired too. This has got 31 minutes. 33 seconds left in the show. And we're, uh, yeah, an hour 22 minutes on the dot. I kind of feel like I, I feel like I'm not invested in Kazarian as I'm invested in Michael Shane. See, I'm feeling the same, and I don't know if it's just because it's an hour later in the show, but this is what I mean is I feel like the, the Michael Shane match, like, felt fresher to me. Yeah. Well, and I think my problem too was, uh, or is, uh, Kazarian's X Division title reign wasn't the greatest. Maybe that's why, yeah. Michael Shane had a pretty good reign. And we have seen AJ and Kazarian wrestle. This is the third time they've wrestled in probably, what, four weeks? Oh, well, that's a fair point. Roughly. So, it's not really a fresh matchup. You gotta give Jerry Lynn credit, which is funny because Jerry Lynn came out full gear and everything, and then he just went to the back. Was like, "Okay, man, you got it." <laughs> He's not even hanging out at ringside. No, dude, that's so weird. Isn't Michael Shane at ringside? Uh, you know what? I don't know if he is. 
Well, if he is, I would hope that Jerry Lynn would be there. And I don't I don't see him around. I don't think he is. First it was open hand chops, now it slaps. AJ is pummeling. It's firing up, man. Oh, he got caught on the Oh, his, his knee. knee though. Remember his knee. It's not because he slipped. Right, it's because his, his knee, man. I bet you that if he didn't sleep if he didn't slip on the springboard when he landed, he was gonna sell the knee anyway. Right. Kip up. Hurricane Rana onto Kazarian. Both down right now. Go get him, AJ. Kick him out of the X Division. Oh, hold on. Here comes Tracy and Michael Shane. So here they come. Perfect. Oh. Vertical neckbreaker. Okay, so maybe that maybe what's gonna happen is Jerry Lynn is gonna come back out and like stop Michael Shane. I don't know. I feel like there's a chance we might see Jerry Lynn come back out. I think we're going to get an AJ Jerry versus Kazarian save. Uh, Kazarian Shane. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, Jerry Lynn has been involved in the feud the whole time, too, really. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Wait, he's going for the cover. Tracy is distracting the referee. He could have won with that. There he is. Super Keck. Hey. One. Oh, he kicks. Oh, I thought he was going to get him. I thought Andrew Thomas already counted to three. Wow. He just has a long uh, arm arm movement on his counts, I think. <laughs> yeah. Tracy can't believe it. Michael Shane can't believe it. Oh, is he going to get a... Wait a minute. Kazarian's not losing this match, because if he loses, he's out of the division. So that... Makes That's what they said, man. Oh, disc is closed line. Kazarian sold that. Very weird, but did he even hit him? I think he did, but he like twisted the other way really oddly. Kicks out at two. Tracy also pulls weird. Andrew Thomas out of the ring. I think she was supposed to pull him a little sooner, but hey, you know Shane what? gets involved, gets tossed out of the ring though. We we've already had moments here where there's been the invisible guy that pulled the referee out because Shane Douglas missed his spot. Oh, dude. I do remember that. That was good. Wait, Tracy's in the ring now. Tries to slap him. <gasps> Going for the Styles class on Tracy? Yeah. Oh, my God. And... Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Tracy just took a Styles class. If he pins Tracy, it's the same effect. Oh, no, goes for the wave, wave of the future. future. Oh, snap. No. AJ messed up a roll up there. He's got it, though. Kazarian's got his butthole right in AJ's face. Goes for the Styles Clash. Wait. AJ, let's go of it. Here comes Michael Shane again. Chop lock on the knee. On the bad knee. Frankie's on top. Andrew Thomas paying attention finally. And he pins AJ. So I am shocked. Wow. Kazarian's not kicked out of the X Division. Now we have Michael Shane and Kazarian both, I, I would assume, number one contenders. Yes. Who gets the first title shot? Michael Shane. He beat him first. That's true. That's what I would say, but... 
I would give it to Kazarian. That way AJ could beat Kazarian, and then he'll he could lose it to Michael Shane again. Right. Because I, I really don't. I really don't want to see a Michael Shane versus Kazarian match. It's too early in the partnership to do that type of stuff already. Oh, we're with Parrish Pat Kenny. Oh, he's recovered. That's good. They crossed the Marizano Bridge tonight. Italian. I know you are, Vito. 100% Italian. Because you jumped me from behind. <laughs> and that means Italians are nothing but cowards. This Irish-Italian war has been going on for years from where I come from. Being Irish means I want to get in a fight, Vito. I'm crazy like that. I want you to hit me as hard as you can in the face. Uh, I didn't do Kazarian's indie notes, so it's one match. He defeated Adam Pierce in a loser leaves town steel cage match to win the PWG title. Hmm. Twenty three minutes and forty six seconds. And there was there wasn't any for that ten man, was there? I don't think we mentioned that, but probably not. I think none of those guys really do it. Uh, I mean, there was, and I forgot to do that as well. Uh, Hot stuff, Fernandez. <laughs> oh shit! Hold on, Vito is attacking uh, again. Irish, Irish Pet County, yeah. Jesus. Oh, and so is uh, Trinity. Is that Trinity? She changed. Yeah, it's Trinity. That's definitely Trinity. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Hernandez competed in a extreme strong style tournament in the first round, which took place at CZW's best of the best on July 10th. He lost to Chris hero in 12 minutes and four seconds in the first round. Chad Collier, July 10th. He defeated mean Marcos for NWA upstate total carnage in Rochester, New York. And then the next day he defeated M dog 20 in Cleveland, Ohio for CAPW. Nice. That's all there. There's no more Indy notes on the show. Okay. Hey, gut check. Go to TNAWrestling.com. It's coming up. We're at, with uh, Don West and Mike Tenay in front of the audience. You could partner up with uh, David Young, who will probably be there. Monday and Tuesday. This is your last chance to be in. We're going to talk about Impact every Friday. You don't want to miss it. And this Friday, I miss it. Jeff Hammond, he's going to have a sit-down with the King of the Mountain. One week from tonight, exclusively on pay-per-view. Mike Tanay will be talking one-on-one with Kid Cash. Is he going to be like, I got suspended for an interview with some I don't know. He said we're going to get all the details about it. Wait. Talking about the huge thing earlier with Posey. D-Ray, Sharkboy, and Mike Posey going against a New York connection and David Young next week. Oh. Number one contendership for the tag team title, Triple X. Against Team Mexico, Abismo Negro, and Mr. Aguila mm-hmm. for a number one contender match, which is interesting because if America's Most Wanted win this match, they also get a shot at the titles. Sabu and Abyss, no disqualifications. Oh, boy. And then, of course, in the asylum next week, 
Jeff Hardy is going to be here as well. Accepted the invite. Will he accept the proposal? Double ladder match coming up next. And before that main event, let's take a video look at Jeff Hardy. <laughs> what the heck? I thought it was going to be at the like storyline, but okay. Modest. Do that. Oh, no. Boom, boom, psh, boom, boom. Why, why are we seeing this? Because Jeff Hardy's going to be here next week, so we have to get a look at it. Jeff, I know you're frustrated. Jeff Hardy's already frustrated being in TNA. He's been there for two weeks. Blocking out. I'm, I'm not being part of this stuff. I want a response from Jeff Hardy on Impact. See you in seven days. Jeff Hardy. All right. AMW backstage promo time. They need their ring jackets back. <laughs> Scott Hudson, it's July in Tennessee. Boy, it's cold after 8 o'clock, so we need our ring jackets back. Naturals, we're coming for you, suckers. It's a direct quote. It doesn't matter about the ring oh, gear. So the ring gear doesn't even doesn't even matter. So then why are we doing it? Because they want to get the titles, Bob. It's hard enough to become the champions, but it's even harder to stay champions. Ever since the Naturals came into the company. They've thought they were the big dogs, but guess what? They're the big dogs. We're the best tag team here in NWA TNA. They're going to become the Booker T of the tag team division, a five-time champion. Uh-oh, here's Daniels and Skipper. Oh, wow. And, of course, Don Harris has to be there to, like, stand in the camera. And when you win the belt... Oh, Triple X wants it. Wow. <laughs> Skipper says, we don't care what your mama used to say with James Storm. Triple X for AMW1. So Triple uh, X has kind of uh, been killing them in tag matches. So. It's true. Wow. That's going down tonight. Double at a match. It's coming up next, isn't it? Last match. Yeah. Let's cause on all this. Let's take a look. Uh, and here uh, is our uh, video package. Video package. Yeah, we're kind of heavy on video packages tonight. Really? Like. Yeah, I'm thrilled that I fucking paid ten dollars to watch uh, seventeen video packages. That's fun. Well, it's our main event of the night, which is pretty exciting. And there's not a ton of time left in the show, which is which is fun. Oh, we are at is, one hour, uh, thirty-five minutes on the dot. Which means there's 18.26 left in the show. I haven't done it that way because Dallas usually gets mad at me. But you know what? It's uh, almost almost time to wrap it up. So I figured I'd uh, give you guys a treat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why.
we want our titles back. But Chris Harris forgot to tell you this ladder match is non-title. Oh, confrontation on impact between Triple X and EMW. Nothing happened there though, because they are mature. That's right. I like the music. It's like a freaking club in here, dude. It's like Robbie E music. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, mm. it very much is. Mm. 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 Oh, my God. I just want to watch a ladder match, man. Jesus. Let's go. Dude, there it is. It's up in a bag. It's literally oh, and a, a contract. bag. Oh my god. Do you think there's actual words on that or they just say like It's probably mostly um like Greek comedy, yeah. 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 Filler text two, is what we do. We got two ladders on the stage. And of course they gotta climb it, because like how else are you gonna taunt? They didn't even go that high. They went as high as Dusty Rose did on the ropes. That's embarrassing. Andy Douglas, Chase Stevens, the Naturals. You know what I, I mean? If I were the Nash, the Naturals, I'd bring a ladder into the ring. And then I would climb to the top of the ladder. And then my partner would have a chair mm. to fend off AMW, tell the referee, ring the bell. He's already at the top of the ladder. Bring down the gear and the contract, and you win the match. Right. Solutions. I think it makes sense to me. It's a flawed system. We find the defendants guilty. That's not how it sounds on the thing. It kind of does. And here they come, running to the ring. See, now Chase Stevens had a chair. As Andy Douglas was on top of the ladder, he would have smashed both of them in the face. Right. And then they probably would have won the match in titles. Power slam by James Storm. And guess what? A power slam by Chris Harris. They're looking around at the crowd like, hey, what do we do now, guys? And they're just, the fans <laughs> aren't even directing them. They're just yelling at them. Okay, guys, what's next? Do we go for the ladders that we just walked by in our entrance and we had to go back up there and grab it? Yep. Storm having a tough time carrying the ladder. And that's because he's going to oh. get catapulted right into his face by Chase Stevens on a springboard leg drop. Oh, Andy Douglas missed the baseball slide, and he got hit in the face with uh, the ladder by Harris on the other side. Oh, Chase Stevens' baseball slides the ladder into Harris. All right, now climb the ladder and just get your stuff and go home. Nope, instead he's going to lay it over the apron and guard railing. That usually means someone's probably going to get, like, backdropped onto it. And it will break in half. Nope, Storm oh duck under it. That's bad luck. And then he just shoved it into Douglas's face. Chase Stevens having a hard time lining the ladder up underneath. Yeah, what the heck? Where, he's, where does he it's, think he's getting with that? It's way far off to the right. So. That's right. They're, them winning the tag team titles was one of the quickest title matches in TNA history. Actually, I think it's got to be the quickest. It's like 12 seconds. I, mean, I don't think there's been another match, title match at least, that's that quick, right? 
Holy shit. Oh, Randy Douglas powerbombed James Storm, but guess what? He uh, brought Chase Stevens with a fucking German suplex off the ladder during that. And yeah, he landed pretty nasty. Yeah, it's not good. Harris pummeling away on Douglas. With wild strikes to the back. Chris Harris has got the <laughs> he, just he like spanked tapped, him with it. Yeah, he tapped him on the on the ass with it. That was that was pretty funny. Ladder set up in the corner by Chris Harris. Douglas, yep, sent face first into it a couple of times here, and oh, back first that time. Oh, oh, holy man. shit, that almost landed. Oh, out that was hit him right in the. That almost landed right on his head. Thank God he moved out of the way. Chris Harris missed a splash, and then the ladder almost took his head off. So that's fun. Oh, Andy Douglas, Harris oh, is no. standing right by the ladder, and oh. there's the. Backdrop onto the ladder. I believe I predicted that about two and a half minutes ago. Holy crap, Bob. My favorite spot of that was when Sabu did it to uh, Spike Dudley at 2CW. I think I remember that, yeah. And the ladder snapped in half. That was fun. Look at this. Triple X is watching as Andy Douglas... Or sorry, Chase Stevens drop kicks Chris Harris. Well, the latter into Chris Harris is what I should say. I don't think Mike Posey should be out here. This dude's got a match next week. He should really be prepping for that and not refereeing. Well, yeah, and I feel like he is not a uh, unbiased referee. He's proven that he gets involved in matches. I, I agree with that. If he wants a- AMW to win this, he could just screw over the Naturals. James Storm, I think, realized that Triple X is watching, and uh, he's going to go over and toss some posters and stuff off of the table. No, I could use those. And set the table up. up He could have just used the announcer's table. No. Could have. But he didn't want to. He's got Chase Stevens. What is he going to do with Chase Stevens? Going for a powerbomb, but he's kind of countering that. He's not allowing him to do it. He backdrops Storm onto the floor. Look at the elite guard is also watching. Collier and Hernandez. Collier, who does not have a contract. Hmm. Maybe Onyx was hurt. Could be. He did get hit with the guitar. Oh, that ladder what, uh, thrown right into the midsection of Harris by Stevens. You know, that's a good point with uh, with Onyx. They probably have to sell the guitar shop. That's got to be why, right? I don't know. That makes no sense Jared to me. Strong. You got to keep Jared strong. Or, no. Who hit him with the guitar? It was Jared. Oh, he must oh no, sorry. No, it was Dusty. Dusty did. Dusty hit it, yeah. Uh, so I'm just got gotta fucking... He fell through the table. He got pushed off the uh, corner. Well, he's he's done. Yeah, that's it for him. He ain't coming back in this match. He's did a somersault off the top through a table on the floor. I don't know. Andy Douglas's shot on that ladder, too, didn't look too great, but he's kind of moving down there. He's not even moving. Yeah, Storm looks dead. Yeah, I mean, he's done. 
get the sidewalk chalk and just leave his body print out there because he ain't coming back. We have just under now 10 minutes left in the show. Chris Harris, I think, realizes that James Storm ain't coming back, and he's pissed. He's like, I, sh- I should be the champion right now. Instead, I got my gear stolen. Phil Nelson slammed by Harris. Oh, look at him slamming the ladder on the, on the chest of that Chase Stevens. Me. Oh, boy. Climbing to the middle rope. He's got the ladder in hand, and now he's going to just slam it down on him. Oh. Don't go sound of breath. Oh, James Storm is moving. Oh, okay. It literally took him a minute. Oh, they're saying blood is coming out of his mouth. Well, Harris. when his body hit the ground, it probably didn't feel good. No. Bit his tongue off, dude. Bit his tongue off. Uh, Andy Douglas moved the ladder out of the sorry. way. But, oh, sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> I got half a tongue. Because I bit it off. I it was a nice chair shot by Andy Douglas to the face of Chris Harris. <laughs> Triple X still watching on. I see the elite guard over there in that Raven's Nest area of the asylum. Daniels has a uh, like a knot on his forehead. Bump on his forehead. He must have got hit hard by something. Douglas jabbing away on Chris Harris over the back with another chair shot. Chris Harris is going to be in trouble here. They are opening a ladder on the on the mat. Are they going to sandwich? Yeah, they're going to sandwich Chris Harris between the ladder. Oh, my God. He just keeps slamming it, and Chase Stevens climbing to the top rope. Is he going to go moonsault? Oh, shit. He completely missed the ladder, but, yeah, he moonsaulted. His upper half got him. I mean, the main part of his body, yes. Completely. You you, want to know what hit him? His hands. Yeah, so. For bracing the fall, so that was bad. James Storm trips Douglas from behind on the floor, and Douglas hit his face on a chair, and now they're both down on the floor. That was pretty much all the energy James Storm had to uh, contribute for the rest of this match. That's right. Everyone's kind of down right now. Ladder, chairs, broken tables. I mean, this match is a mess. It just is. Who is going to get up to climb that ladder to get the ring gear in contract? The ring gear, dude. That's the most. Imp- that's the prize here. That's what everybody's fighting for. Those must be some really comfortable ring jackets. Well, Stevens. So I don't think he's still even underneath the stuff here properly. 
Uh, he's a little better than he was last time, I guess. Oh, Stevens kicking away Harris. But Harris bounces off the ropes. He's going to press slam him down to the mat. Harris collapsing to the mat. He's exhausted. Andy Douglas is up. He's got a packet of cocaine. Oh, shit. Wait, Harris is up in the top. Harris. Oh, shit. He got blinded. Uh, by the cocaine. By the looks of it, he might have missed completely with the powder, but we'll just pretend that he hit him. The camera it. shot was, like, good enough where you could, like, pretend to fool us. But you could hide it. Come on, Andy. Andy's going up the wrong side. because And still, it's also not close. Like, there's still... still these guys do not have the ladder to where they need to go. He's gonna, oh, I thought he was going to set up two ladders, but he's going to stay with the one. James Storm is back in the ring. Credit to James Storm for actually selling that table spot. He's been doing that for about four and a half minutes now. For real. Oh, shit. Oh, super kick to Andy Douglas. Is, uh, Chris Harris is set, he's sitting on the top turnbuckle. Chase Stevens. Oh, is he actually putting it where he needs to be? I Who knows? I don't know if he's even capable of doing it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's not. Uh, that's better than it's been. That's a lot better than what would. Go get it, Chase. Him and James Storm's coming up the other side. Oh, no. James Storm's going to stop him. Damn it. They're both fighting on top. Harris is on the middle. He's sitting on top of the corner. Uh-oh. Sunset flip so, powerbomb. Yeah. They're off it. They're all dead. He's out cold. Kick to the ribs by... Can they capitalize? Well, they got to fix the ladder again. Andy Douglas grabbing a chair, it looked like. Yep. Sliding in the ring with that. Douglas with a chair. He's climbing on one side. Storm, Storm on the other side. They're trading right hands. They are not near the uh, no. The bag and contract. Oh shit! Hits James Storm. Oh my god! He hit the like corner. It's not, a, not a great chair shot. Why oh, is? Boy. He's gonna try to jump. Andy, you gotta just come out. You just gotta like. Oh. Get speared midair as he jumped toward. The way that Harris is going to spear him from. Yeah, literally. <laughs> James Storm it. now aggressively climbing up the ladder. He's trying. Chase Stevens on the other side. I don't... I, is it ladder? I guess maybe it is. I can't tell. They, well, Chase is closer it. to it. Chase is way closer. Chase is way closer to it. Oh, he's down. Well, he James Storm did one yell and punched Jay, Chase Stevens all the way down to the net. Wait a second. He got the bag, but he left the contract, so that means they don't get the title shot. Well, I think that's a rule. Should be. No, America's Most Wanted. They win. That would be great if Vince Russo came out of Impact. The AMW, bros. You'd, it was either or, and you chose the ring jacket, so you're not the number one contenders. 
I'm so glad they got their ring gear back, too. Their entrance gear. I hope that they never wear the ring gear ever again. And they yeah, I'm kind of hoping that, too. Not for the, and they never wear the ring jacket. Oh, yeah. okay. Chris Harris finally winning a big match. Is Sean Storm like going a, up to get the contract? That'd be so it's funny. It's been like a, it's probably is. It's been a year. Harris has the Harris microphone and they're climbing the ladder again. Well, the contract must have fallen down. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's see what he's got to say. His eyes are pretty puffy. He must have bad eyes. Everybody uh, said that AMW is done. Once again, Harrison Storm, prove everybody wrong. That's right. We're back. Last year, at this time, this man and me, we made history in in TNA's first ever cage match. One of the greatest matches in TNA history. Their music's playing, but next week, the Naturals, we get a title shot. In our dream match. How about it, Storm? For the first time in wrestling history. Oh, boy. Six sides of steel. Now, that's a good trivia question. Who was in the first ever six sides steel cage? I guarantee you people would say AMW and Triple X. I don't know if I knew it was. Uh, they did one here in the asylum. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Hey, there's a the fan that. Out. Did you just see the fan that wouldn't give the chair to Brian Lawler? Still going strong to the GD Wow, show. still. Wow. Wow, bad. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to say that was a good show. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good show. Uh, I really liked it. A lot happened. The matches were good. Even the ones I didn't necessarily expect to be good were pretty good. The guitar on a pole match was not as bad as you might expect. It was like the it was the amount of chaos I was like kind of looking for. Yeah, there was a lot of distractions to kind of hide maybe the bad stuff. Right. Bad rest. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really excited. Now, Six Sides of Steel on pay-per-view next week? Man, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, that should be interesting to see if the Naturals can uh, pull through. I would have to imagine that they're going to put the belts back on AMW, and then they'll go against Triple X. Right. That's. I think that's, like, the ideal situation here. I don't. I don't know why you would want to go another direction than that. Yeah. Uh, we also know that Kazarian and Michael Shane will be getting uh, X Division title shots. We don't know when that is necessarily taking place, but that's uh, pretty big news as well. Yeah. Um, we do got D Ray, Shark Boy, and Mike Posey taking on David Young and the New York Connection on next week's pay per view as well. Sabu, Abyss, no disqualification. We know that Jarrett. Is going to sit down with Jeff Hammond on Impact. Guys, we're going to be covering that in two days. Jeff Hardy is going to be in the Asylum next week live. That's right. we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next two shows here, and I'm really looking forward to covering those. Yeah, I am as well. I am uh, really looking forward to uh, 
finally getting through the asylum years and yeah. hopefully this uh, week's episode was a a trend of uh strong shows to kind of finish off this era uh that's what i'm hoping for as well and uh i hope everyone has been enjoying our coverage of both impact and the pay-per-view shows and if you are you better be following us over on our social media page at cross the line tna twitter that is where it's at well speaking of that i saw that jordan had a post saying that uh, he's really uh, excited about this venture and about two times a week, but he just wishes that you weren't doing it. And I noticed that. So. We can't all have Jordan, what we want. Jordan just speaks for the majority. You know? We cannot all have what we want. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, it's just, it's just what it is, man. It's just no, jokes on you, man. I think I'm just going to secretly record my own TNA pod. Oh, without you, uh, with a different co-host and, and then just block your uh, Skype handle. That way you can never call me on here ever again. Wow. Okay. That hurts, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's good. Uh, all right, Dallas, I got nothing else. We have impact coming up in just a couple of days and then we have a six sides of steel cage match and a jeff hardy potential contract there's a lot going on i'm excited monty brown's like listen here double j i'm coming for you sign me up i'm all for it uh but there's a lot going on there's only one way to continue that and that's by me simply wrapping this one up so for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Conn Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. We find the defendants guilty.